Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to OVP 200. It is episode 200, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, and it is Monday, November the 9th, 2020. Thank you guys for being with us here. We're going to romp you through the world of retro wrestling and through the world of OVP. As always, I'm Joe Murata, and for the last 200 episodes, sitting here with me is Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy doody. 200 years. 200 years, the bicentennial so many, of OVP. Yeah, bicentennial. People getting their flags and yes. sitting in parks. Like Wearing their the hats. 70s or something. It is the 70s. Yeah, oh, uh, right. <laughs> hi. Uh, but anyway, folks, thank you so much for being with us here. We're so thankful that we've made it to our bicentennial, episode 200. And we plan on reminiscing a bit about OVP, a little fan service. This show is for the fans, and it always is, obviously. But this one in particular, we are going to talk about retro wrestling. If this is your first time, stick with us here. It will be a good time, we think, for you. Uh, but before we get to any of that, you can follow us on Twitter if you want to. That's at OVP Podcast. The reason we have a Twitter is to post a bunch of wrestling clips Every single day, including today, like if you go to our Twitter now, you're going to see clips from November 9th of various years of wrestling's past. Right, even 200 years ago. Yeah, the pre, obviously. The, the pre-Abraham Lincoln era. I think Ric Flair's in these, though. Oh, of from course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was wrestling since the year zero. The dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that match he had with that pterodactyl? Oh, Three man, stars. That was crazy. <laughs> anyway. The high-risk maneuvers by that pterodactyl in that yeah. match. It, 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 I, I saw it on cave paintings, really. <laughs> he put him in the cross-face uh, pterodactyl wing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, stay with us here, really. Uh, you can also email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, we do have a place where people can talk about the new wrestling, but mainly the old wrestling, okay? Yeah. And that's over on Facebook. Over at facebook.com slash old. Um, because we're old now. Yeah, we're so So that's why old. we use that address. Of course. Oh, We've always have. Yep. Um, that's the that's Facebook's site. Anyway, they got a search bar over there, and you can type our vantage point. Yeah, Retro Wrestling Podcast. Bing, bang, boom, tubes, gore, kafloey. You get there, you hit the group button, and you're in. That's it. You just join the group now. Yeah. In all seriousness, the reason we have this group is we know that sometimes if you share an opinion on Twitter about wrestling, people get very mad at you for it. Very. And what we try to do is have an environment where you can ask questions and try to spark debate and just say things about wrestling things. without fear of having your opinion condemned to all hell. Condemned. And the main rule over there, the only real rule, Quinn, is don't be a dunderhead. Or dingus. Yeah, or dingus. If you're, if you're new to the dunderhead canon. We're, we're changing yeah. it over. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a slow transition. But basically, that just means no personal attacks you know don't tear each other down talk about old wrestling all you want discuss debate post pictures of peanut butter pie mm -hmm. i mean thanksgiving is coming up soon it's it's important yeah but over on facebook people seem to really enjoy just talking about old wrestling in a fun way do that on facebook uh, you can also if you want to support ovp and you like what you're hearing and you want more of it patreon.com slash ovp podcast we only have two tiers. This is the friggin' easiest Patreon, honestly, because there's a $2 tier and a $5 tier. Very simplified. That's, very clean. That's all it is. Two-pronged attack That's it. for the Just retro that. wrestling world. That's right, Quinn. So if you like 
OVP and you want extra content, you get pay-per-view reviews on the $5 tier, and then on the $2 tier, you get raw video and the 1983 canon. It's a totally different show that we do. It comes out twice a month. Check it out, okay? Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, as we've talked about, the Bicentennial is here, and this season, we've been really trying to give our fans a voice by taking their questions. You know, we get a lot of mail, cards, letters, postcards sent here. Well, to Ogden. To Ogden, And then Utah. they send it over here. Right. But they, yes. They transport the mail, here. The OVP mail room. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, it's very busy down there. Yeah. So we're this time, we're having the Doobie Boy bring up all the rest of the mail from this season. He, he drove in from Ogden. We didn't want to did. pay for all that weight and postage. Right. So he kind of, they gave him a, a pickup truck and he kind of drove down here this week. A rental, actually. It yeah. wasn't even a good one. It wasn't U-Haul. even, it, yeah, it was like, it wasn't even, it was like the fake U-Haul. Oh, like the, the other crappy, brand, like yeah. Like Enterprise or one of those. But anyway, we've got the Doobie Boy. He's back from Utah. He's coming in now and he's going to dump all the rest of the mail on the desk, on Quinn's desk, not mine. And wow, he's a lot. And we're going to go through it and answer all of your questions. So, again, this will be about retro wrestling for those of you listening for the first time. Thank you very much, young man. You've done a great job this season. We'll, we'll we see appreciate if we you. continue to employ you past this episode. <laughs> see if we can find something for you to do. I'll try. I'll look in the records. <laughs> yeah, okay? look in the records, Quinn. Uh, all right, so we got a bunch of questions here. So we're just going to kind of rip through them and see what we can get. And we're going to start off with one from good old wrestling man, Bill Yankovi. <gasps> The wrestling man. One of our longest fans, probably literally since like episode one or two. I remember just telling him, actually telling like another group, and then Bill jumped in and was like, hey, like I, this is great. You know, he's like, he, he liked the show and he yeah. was one of our early fans. He really was. So Bill, thank you very much for all of your support these last four actual years, 200 and OVP years. Right. It's, it's, it's the dog years <laughs> yeah, of wrestling. Exactly. Uh, but he wants to know, which wrestling promotion do you wish was around when you first started watching wrestling. Introducing the UWF Superstars Cookies. It's an interesting mm. one. Was around. Was around. Friend. Well, what wasn't around? What all wasn't the, around? Uh, all the territories. Oh, that's true. I didn't think of the past. I was thinking of stuff that didn't exist yet. Oh. I was like, I, didn't, I don't care about that. <laughs> uh, we both started around the same time, for those of you that don't know. Uh, 94, 95, right. Quinn and I. Which is a weird time to start watching wrestling. Honestly. Seriously. I, I know. Yeah, it was. Right? It's, it's like, like no, who would, gets into it in 94? Why would like, anybody willingly watch this yeah. doc shit or whatever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, looking back in the stuff that I ended up really liking once I watched a lot of old wrestling... Believe it or not, I wish like just the old Jim Crockett promotions was around. Yeah. Because to me, Same. that was real competition to the WWE. Like it could have developed into something bigger had it been under that direction instead of Turnerville over there. What well, was a more it was more of a contrast than the way like 94, 95 WCW was to WWE. Right, when it was WWF Junior or yeah, whatever. They really were. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. JCP would be one. And a lot of the territories, like I've really enjoyed, and you guys know this Continental has been a oh, lot yeah. of fun watching. When Continental, we get but to do one of those. The one thing I'll say about Continental that's good, as far as like what happened when we started, is that ECW really was kind of like the legacy promotion to that, like, like a spiritual it, successor. It really kind of was filled that gap of like off the cuff, like whatever the fuck wildness, and, yeah, being crazy and yep. doing kind of groundbreaking stuff. So ECW kind of filled that void. I you're, think you're right in that regard. Are you telling me that the dirty white boy did this to you? Yes, he did it because I didn't help help him when Richard cut his hair. So I'd, I'm with you. I'd say JCP, yeah. Continental, things like that. Uh, I don't wish the AWA was around. I don't I think don't we'd be missing anything. I'm, so. I'm glad that, that, that Lake House and Minnetonka 
defaulted so that I don't have to watch it. <laughs> so thank you, Bill, for that one. Connor McGrath, who's a newer fan, a great contributor over on the Facebook group, he wants to know, what if Bret Hart jumped to WCW in 1992? Now, do you know that mm-hmm. story, Quinn? That's the Rumble. I've heard this story, and this is all having to do with the Mountie and everything. <laughs> and whatever. Well, oh, he's sick! <laughs> he lost at some house show last night! What a piece of shit! What? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to go to, to WC, the WCW, but... Turns out my contract was still valid, or so. Like he how fucked up. How is that like really a story? <laughs> he, by the really way, fucked up. if you like think about how stupid, doesn't he have like a lawyer that can tell him this I kind of know. thing? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I was talking to WCW. I think it wouldn't have been good for him. No, because if they couldn't, again, it's different management hmm. in '92. But if they couldn't make the '97 Bret Hart coming off of Montreal like turn him into a major player, yeah. But you also have to think too. It's like if wrestling people were running it, right? There could well, have been Kip pit- Fry was running. I'm it saying, oh, in early '92. Yeah, I I would say though, looking at their direction, then they still were a little more focused on the wrestling. And oh, they a had, lot. They with Ric Flair gone, they were focusing more on a younger group of talent. Maybe maybe Sting. that's what Brett saw in in the first place is because he had to wait until '93, four really to have that younger group being pushed. Yeah, maybe he's like. Well, they don't have Ric Flair anymore. They're pushing Lex Luger and Sting and sure. stuff, and those are young guys. Maybe this is the place for me. You know what, Quinn? That's a good point. And also, Bill Watts came in in 92. And mm-hmm. from what I understand, Bill Watts was a big proponent of Bret Hart. He mm-hmm. li- Like, when he was in the WWF, you know, in 95, he was all about Bret Hart. Well, so we know where Bret came from, that Canadian territory system there. Yeah. Um, maybe that looked like a good place to go just from a management. It's run by an old territory guy. Sure. Yep. It's, it's, it's pushing young talent. I'm just looking at it from, like, a not, oh, it's WCW perspective. I'm looking at it from a, like, I'm a person that has worked in this industry, but I'm younger. Yeah, I have a 34. couple of years under me. Yep. And I'm looking at this and saying, this looks like a good opportunity. I don't think he would have been world champion, though. No, maybe I, not. I Who knows? I mean, you don't know. Yeah. Brett was pretty driven. He might have just made it work. Yeah, and obviously, if he's not in the, the WWF in 92 and 93, then they're going to have to have someone else slot into that st- spot, possibly Shawn Michaels earlier. I don't know who else I don't know do who it. else, you know. Yeah. Do- that's a good rabbit hole to jump down sometime. Great question. Let's go to Rick Pasley. Good one from Rick here. There he is. Would Randy Savage be remembered if he was never in the WWF and instead an NWA guy in Crockett? I see him a million percent. It's a damn hmm. good question, Rick. I don't know because <laughs> him and Ric Flair work so well together. Imagine if they got to do it more in their primes. Oh, hell yeah, in 86, 87? I think Randy Savage, the thing that people forget is he was kind of a star where he was before. Huge. People knew who he was. I I think that he was one of those guys that it didn't matter where he went, he would have been a star. There's just just, something different about him. It's just, would Crockett have been able to use stuff like Macho Man versus Ric Flair as like such a headline thing that they could truly compete with the WF? You know what I mean? Yeah. With Hulk Hogan versus fat guys. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not true. even joking. Like, okay. that's not like a... No, I, you're not being derogatory. Yeah, That's exactly. just what they did. I think Savage, yeah, the talent and the personality, as long as he was allowed to be what he was in the WWF... Which I think they would have, because he was, so. he was always very territory-like 
in the first place like the way he acted like i want to be the world champion like that's what everyone says when they come into a territory yeah and if you look at the stuff he did down in memphis and his dad's territory uh before the wwf he was the same thing right he, he, w- he brought that act to the wwf right. my assumption is he would have been the same thing anyway yeah. just over there fighting different people right and he would have had a lot of good people to fight i mean we we always like i say we always forget how Crockett Talent the wealth at of that talent was crazy like at that in 1986 imagine Savage versus Tully yeah like all this stuff and they and these were people who could make like storyline based feuds if they just had the platform sure that was able to push it and that uh, Crockett could have provided it the mo- if they had more years to operate I really think that they <laughs> could have been bigger than they ended up being and they were pretty big by the time they faded out they were no I yeah. agree with you they were Good question, Rick. I, yeah. I think, yeah, he would have been remembered. I don't know if he would have been their world champion, but it's just hard to deny the star power of Randy Savage. Right. So, yeah, I think he would have been remembered for sure. Stephanie Brookbank, oh, our first female fan. Aw. We love you, Stephanie. She says, if WWE could resurrect any WCW gimmick match from back in the day that they haven't yet, uh-huh. what would you like them to try? And then she says, this question brought to you by Late Night Viewings of World War Three matches. Um <laughs> Well, I, love, I'd love, I love World War Three because <laughs> yeah. it's so dumb. I'd love to see a WWE monster sumo truck match myself. Not like, right. We well, haven't seen the, one of here's those. Here's the thing: <laughs> for years and years and years, just as far as like gimmicks in general, yeah. like not just gimmick matches, but I wanted like Halloween Havoc back so badly, and we got it. And now. we got it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it look, I saw some of the gifts from that. The Yeti. So no, from the new one, and something actually like was funny to me. What <laughs> they did a funny bit. I know this isn't the question. We'll get to it, but. I, I, I forget which it was a female wrestler and she brings out a bag and you think it's thumbtacks and she turns That's it over and it's a bunch of like candy corn right no no no, no? it's a bunch of like body parts like the oh, spooky is that what it like was? Roseanne kind <laughs> like, and like and they're like ah that's funny I was like but that's like to me like as gimmick stuff it's like I would have said Halloween Hammock just that's not gimmick matches but that's just gimmick, gimmick. city and they did it like the pay-per-view it's yeah. great that they did it I'd love to see a sumo truck match just for shits because everyone would hate it but it's just mm. funny but I, I mean World War 3 is not a bad she- that she just posed I mean I it's really tough. it's tough but it's so Cluster. weird. It is that weird. It might just work. The problem is, is that do they have that much talent? Do they have like oh yeah sixty people that they could if they combine everyone from like from everywhere? Yeah. Well, could the ladies also be in it? Like, well, hold on. Uh, see, this is the one thing. WF. I know this is a side tangent, but I still think they don't how Lucha Underground leveraged the female talent to fight the men because in fake fighting, it doesn't matter gender like you can they can win like you know yeah. what I mean? you know what i mean like I mean, they can yes yeah so it's like I, that's actually a gimmick match i would prefer more is that even a gimmick women versus men women versus men you just yeah. want to see that i just gender i just thought it was so cool when if it was executed properly you i know guess I mean? quinn you know that it's real like <laughs> it's real watch yes. Lucha underground you can see what i mean by this true uh let's go to mike olsen now who asks, outside of pro wrestling, what are your main interests and hobbies? Michael. I really like um, video games <laughs> and electronics and computers and things like that. I'm a pretty nerdy guy. You're not nerdy. You don't think I'm nerdy? I think you just like what you like. Nothing wrong with I, that, no, I Michael. do like what I like, um, but yeah, I, I watch a lot of video game related content. And tech, some tech, tech a too, lot right? Of tech. I'm one of those people that really likes like just to find out how something works. Like the other sure. day, I was like, this sounds so stupid. You know, like, you know, 
electricity, it's obvious how it works or whatever. But when you think about like the inner workings of the wiring in your house and all that stuff, I was very like curious how it all, <laughs> how it all like actually runs and stuff. And then how do you actually generate, like this is, this is the kind of dumb crap that I like look up and that leads me down rabbit holes, which I sent you the other day oh, where yeah. it was like, I found all these old like AT&T like <laughs> over budget videos. Yeah. Like, like that, these were ridiculous. This is like, the Ma Bell like glory days oh, where they, they just had like unlimited money because they're the phone the only phone <laughs> company and they're just like transistors they're good and like here's a <laughs> 25 minute video about how they're good or like we invented Unix to run the phone system here's this guy leaning back in a chair to tell you how to go to the file system or something <laughs> like and it's like it's like the highest quality for like the 70s I know, it's like pretty it's, impressive. it's insane $22 for one three minute call I'm not sure the public is going to sort of jump over itself to call coast to coast. Oh, don't you believe it. So those are your hobbies. Yeah, just <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Video games and Vid- stuff. Video games, electronics, that kind of thing. I like tech stuff too. Uh, finding out how things work. I like a couple of channels on YouTube. Techmon and... Uh, Techmon, yeah, yeah, I Techmon like him too. And Technology Connections is good. But I also, uh, I like watching old shit from like... Uh, like the frugal gourmet, I had a phase I know, where I watched you had a lot the of that. Frugal gourmet, I like phase. stuff like that. I'm watching Joy of Painting lately. Bob Ross. Oh yeah, a lot you know, of fun. Oh, you know, there's a Twitch channel that's just that yeah. all all day. Yeah, I know. Like it's wonderful. I love watching him. Uh, I'm I'm I like music a lot, so I watch a lot of music related things, music documentaries, things like that. Big baseball fan. Not this year. I couldn't really get into it. I can't watch any sports. Yeah, it's in tough. This. I, I I don't think it's even hard for me to watch WWE. Every it's just hard that's sports related or like a live event i'm just like this isn't real yeah like uh, this these are virtual people yeah you i know, know what i mean i can't watch it it's tough yeah uh, but yeah i do love baseball normally speaking i'm a big yankees fan for almost 30 years but don't brag about that and yeah music and tinkering around with audio quality audio editing things like that. that's what i've been doing lately i mean i have a three-year-old so i don't have as much time to do other things the way i used to but good question uh, i got another non-wrestling question here from Josh Kuhn, one of the big super oh, fans big, of OVP. Big fan. He always wants us to review everything, and I wish we could, Josh, but we just wish don't we have time. Wish we had the time, time though. Yeah. <laughs> but, I would review everything if we yeah. did this full time. Yeah, with your help, we can yeah. make it happen. Uh, but Josh Kuhn wants to know our Rushmore of Seinfeld episodes. Mm. Oh, that's tough. See, I'm I'm really bad. Okay, first of all, let's... let's <laughs> just I name love, some. I love Seinfeld. I love TV a lot, and we, I didn't couple. even say yeah. that. But here's the thing, is that... A lot of my Seinfeld viewing now is via Instagram <laughs> and like everything's intermixed in my head. Right. At this point, I yeah. couldn't like tell you full episodes because now to me, they're all just bits that exist right. on a feed. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? No, I know. But I really like what's the one with the ladies frames. Oh, I forget. Pardon the, me, madam. Is, like it's not the glasses. Oh, is wait, it? it's the glasses. It might just be. That, yeah. that one's really good. Season five. I've always loved the Merv Griffin episode, and even That's though a good it's, one it's, for season it's, nine, it's, it's a late one, and it's people hate funny. the last season. But the idea of like Kramer hosting a TV show in his apartment that's not even really being filmed it's is really incredible. Funny. I like the Chinese restaurant a lot. It's a very early one, yes. but I like that. I like. I like the whole arc of season four, the whole friggin' run. Or is with it the, season three? What's the one where they're you're talking about the one with four. the with what they got the pilot episode, yeah, that's right? Four. Yeah, that's great. The whole arc with the virgin and the parking ticket, like it's all, all connected the, together. It, yeah, th- that's phenomenal. That's my my favorite Seinfeld season. Parking garage is really good. Uh huh. The, the pen where they first go to Florida. Take the pen. Oh no! Go ahead. I couldn't. Come on, take the pen. I can't take Do it. Do me a personal favor. No, favorite. I'm not take comfortable. The pen. I cannot take it. Take the pen. Are you Go sure? I'm positive. Take the pen. <laughs> 
There's a lot of good ones. I mean, I, I don't I don't even know how, where to start God, with that. First, go to what's the one where Kramer runs for like the mayor or whatever, the president of Del Boca Vista or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's like, he doesn't even live there. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's really good. Uh, I love Seinfeld. Great show. I I can't pick just for Andrew LaSalle. Another long timer here. Whose stock fell the lowest and whose stock rose the highest during this podcast journey for both of you? Whose stock? Hmm. Well, I would say as far as who grew the highest, there, there's a couple of people, but like, Hunky Donkey Man. Honky Tonk Man, definitely. My appreciation for him has, you know, increased exponentially. Yeah. The Islanders, seriously. Tama, especially. Mm -hmm. The Barbarian. I would say certain types of match styles have gone way down. The idea of, like, for for example, matches that take too long to get started are one of my pet peeves (laughs) in in reviewing things. Like, that's just a weird, like thing that's happened like i don't have the patience anymore for somebody to do fucking arm shit for 20 minutes to just so that they can build up some ending yeah like i'm just like get on with it already we watch this <laughs> shit all the time you know uh as unbelievable as this might seem i think that uh tatanka i've realized or crush and tatanka are even worse than i remembered <laughs> as we've been because anytime we review stuff crush especially is, crush. crush crush has really lost stock yeah i've tried to give him the benefit of the doubt but anytime we see something with him he's just not good the awa any yeah the awa in <laughs> demolition especially bill Eadie. i think i've grown to really appreciate a lot more yeah these last few years no he's great really he really is great i think really also through the the 1982 and 83 stuff i've actually grown to appreciate the before the big golden era Hulk Hogan time period because before before we explored that and that's why I wanted that's to That's why we're doing it. Yeah. Was that like I really didn't know what wrestling like I knew but I didn't really knew. I didn't know how vibrant it was prior to Hulk Hogan. I, right. I always just thought of it as just like old men in their underpants just like rolling <laughs> around and nobody gave a shit. Right. But it's like there was this whole world that people really were invested in. No, it prior, was. Prior to Hulk Hogan. It was very regional, but it was. And I think another one from that time period, Don Morocco, has really, right. incre- I really got to appreciate Ray him. Stevens. Ray Stevens. Ray uh, Stevens, Sergeant Slaughter to an extent. Yeah. I think you, not as much me, but you really seem to get soured on Mr. Perfect through the years. Stinks. <laughs> oh, come on now. He's not, not as good as... It's just like one of those things, and you've even noticed it, I've, too. I agree is with that, you to like, an extent, yeah. He doesn't perform on pay-per-view. Like not until very, SummerSlam 91. Yeah, and even then, it's he's hurt, and it's not yeah. the greatest thing in the world. Uh, we said similar things about Jake and DiBiase, although Jake's psychology and DiBiase's and, and promos are unmatched, obviously. But right. on the big stage, we've noticed uh, they don't really deliver either. No. It's a lot of the little things that you notice that you didn't really think about. Right. It's stuff that you would only see if you were trying to have to write notes and analyze <laughs> yeah. every match on a pay-per-view. Right. And that's uh, that's a good question there. Don Depenet or Depenet, I still don't remember Don, I'm sorry. but uh, <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah, every time. He says, if the WCW was never sold to Turner in 1988, would they still be in business today? And if not, how much longer do you think they would have lasted? An interesting question. Would JCP have still been in the business? I don't okay, so think here, so. Well, 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 wait a second. Okay. What's to say that they survived the financial crisis that they were in? They figure... They Jimmy, figure, we're losing money. Or yeah, whatever they figure a way out of it, whatever. Yeah, okay. The, 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 the account doesn't jump off a boat or whatever the hell that story they tell. <laughs> they get a loan I mean? somewhere and yeah. they... They're able to figure it out. Take Maybe it takes them two or three painful years of financial ringing. They have to sell their 
houses or something. I don't know, whatever. They get out of it. Right. And they're able to successfully build this company in the early 90s back to what they were. In 85, 86, 87. What's funny about all of this is the time sort of works out because they all this building up and then all of a sudden Vince is weakened by the general gist of the industry, right? And the steroid allegations and all that. And during from 90 to 95, they've taken the time to rebuild their company financially and everything. So then they they come back and now they're head to head with Vince. Yeah, you know what? It's fair, Quinn. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's still like Vince is still in this bubble over here, right? Where he's just still doing his thing. Same trajectory, steroid trial, all that stuff. (laughs) Crockett's in this in this trajectory where he's essentially having to rebuild his business from scratch. Right. And that could be really interesting. It could have survived all of it. You because think so? Here's the thing is they would have been scarred in their heads, like from a management perspective, financially from ever spending the kind of money that got them in that trouble in the first place. It's fair, Quinn. <clears throat> Which is what caused WCW all the trouble, right? Okay. Yeah. I, so they might have they might have hung on. You're saying and, right and been in business. Maybe not think number about it, one. Would have they they spent all this time since the late '80s rebuilding them. Yeah, re, rebuilding themselves. You think they're gonna make stupid decisions like hire Kiss and like waste <laughs> a bunch of fucking money? Hire Kiss you know and Robocop. I mean? Yeah, like no, they, they, they're like we're not gonna. We're not going to go back to that place where we all got to sell our homes and right. stuff to keep the company afloat. Like, okay. we're old now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Kelly Smallwood has a funny one here. Kelly Smallwood's a relatively new fan. He's up there in Canada, and he says, uh, what would the world look like with a Repo Man world champion, spark plug, intercontinental champion, and a well-done tag team champions? And would we be subscribing to the WCW network if that happened? I, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a hit that you can't take in 1995. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's about the time that would happen, right? Yeah, like, well, Repo's a little earlier, but yeah. That would have been 95 if they didn't have, like, Brett and Sean and a, an Undertaker and a few others. Diesel. Imagine, imagine having rough. Barry Darso as the Repo Man. The best you can Because that's the best you have, yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's not a knock on Barry. Trust me. I love me. him. Yeah. We, we love him. What do you mean, boom? Yeah, exactly. But like, he is not. He's a tag team champion. <laughs> yeah, let's put it that he's way. Not your world champ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake Georgeson, one of our other long timers, great guy. Which wrestlers were out of place or unsuccessful in the era they competed, but would have been huge stars if transplanted to another era? Well, I mean, Billy Graham had a whole documentary about that, so I agree with that. You know, twenty yeah. years too soon. It's true. I don't know if there's a lot that I can think of, though, that were maybe ahead of their time. Transplanted? Yeah. Um, I mean, was there anyone really that we can think of that was ahead of their times? We prob- There probably are, and we're just missing I keep, it. I know I keep going back to them, but I think Honky was really meta and weird, honestly. Yeah, but with I, that I, of... He wasn't the, out the of his element. The whole gimmick. Yeah, no, it yeah. was, but he would have still been... That's his era to exist was the 80s, right? That's true. Yeah, I don't know if there's that many, Jake, but you fans let us know. How about that? Because I can't think of any, obviously, other than Billy Graham. Is there anyone else that was like kind of just too different for their time period, and that's why it didn't work? Why it didn't work? Like Ludovic Borga, the asshole that he was as a human and a horrible wrestler, that gimmick would have worked today, too. I think it would have. The weird foreigner guy that's like, why does he not like us? Yeah. We're not even enemies with that kind Like, that's Faux a weird, MMA, too. Yeah, the, the faux MMA, yeah. That would That was Brock. It's true. I, I always look at him. But he was but also an environmentalist. It's also just because he, he looks... Yeah, what is that environment? <laughs> but the, what... He's a shithole, though. I mean, he was a bad man. He's That is such a weird... 
gimmick in general. Finland, <laughs> the like, evil Finnish. We, we 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 don't like Finland. What? Who are like? We don't even know anything about Finland. <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like, like most Americans don't know diddly dick. No. I, I, we might have Finland listeners. Probably. I, I look at the map sometimes, maybe. But I mean, like seriously, that's what is supposed to rile up America. This building is crumbling, like America is crumbling. Yeah, it could have worked today. Maybe not that I want it to. <laughs> it I would be see funny him. if you pick like a vague country that we're generally not enemies with, and you just have this asshole from from it, like, so, like the which, Czech Republic or something, like um, Uzbekistan. Oh man, I'm trying to think, like, just the just Qatar. Con- yeah, countries that like just do not even have anything to do with America. Really. Holland, yeah, Holland, yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Greenland, yeah. like Austria, yeah, just like, shit that we have nothing to do with. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just stuff that we don't even think about. Bulgaria, yeah, no, no offense to those countries. I no. just mean that they're not really in America's orbit of like, well, especially enemy, not wrestling in America, enemies or allies. Right. Like we're just indifferent to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Send your cards and letters to Michael Quinn, Ogden, Utah. Aaron Thomas has one for you specifically, Quinn. This is funny. Okay. How many more Survivor Series shows would Quinn have to watch before he does something <sighs> worthy of becoming the subject of a Netflix documentary? You want to explain why he's asking that? Because I hate Survivor Series? <laughs> yeah, why do you? Because the concept sucks. Like, <laughs> it is a bad concept. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Cards it and letters. Worked, it worked the one time. The first one. And then it was like, why are they doing this? And then on top of it, you add that they... Why isn't on Thanksgiving? So then nobody extra, nobody wants to be there. Yeah, that's so, true. We've so, noticed so that you, from reviewing you, them. You throw these two things together. None of the wrestlers wanting to be there. Long ass matches that are too long. Like some of them are like 45 minutes. Like what the, like every match is like that long. And they're meaningless too yeah, is the thing. They mean nothing. They're for nothing. That's why I hate Survivor Series. And I was so happy that they got rid of that crap after yeah. the, especially after the Ultimate Survivor match. Right, especially coming up next month on the Patreon, a little quick plug, uh, it'll be Survivor Series 91. And thank we goodness, finally. less Survivor Series. Less Survivor Series, an actual singles match for the world title. So right. That'll be fun. Should have been on there all along. <laughs> That's why I don't like Survivor Series. <laughs> what was it? What, wait, what was the original question, though? Well, how many more would you have to watch before you do something that becomes worthy of a Netflix documentary? Oh, well, He's saying you would kind of lose it. I get it. I get it. It's a funny. I, he I made understand. It funny. Um, uh, probably one more. Yeah, and, that's and about th- it. There isn't. No, thank goodness. Thankfully. So. Uh, Adrian Cotton wants to know, did either of you aspire to become wrestlers? And if so, what stopped you? And if you had, what would your wrestling names have been? No, I never did because I was... I'm not a very big person. Same here. And I, mean, I never... That was that was the one thing with you and me growing up is that we yeah. weren't big people. No. So we, we knew that that wasn't in the cards. No. Like, you know what I mean? And truthfully, I, I liked, you know, wrestling with my friends and stuff, but I never did want or even think I could do that for a living. It seems like a very hard job. Yeah, no shit. You know, no fucking you, serious. You know, things. for a while, though, when I was a kid, one thing that I... I guess you couldn't, when we were younger, you couldn't first see that... Um, there wouldn't be like magazines or stuff like that anymore. And I always thought maybe it'd be pretty cool to work at a wrestling magazine because I know about that. And it was when wrestling was super popular. Sure. And there, in, in, in your eyes, there was like, well, there's no way this will ever not be a big deal. So you could have taken after your dad, Vince Russo. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Been written from the magazine. Or, yeah, bro. Because like, I did think that there was like, 
at, at some point I thought there there's something in the industry around this possibly that would be fun fun to have a job in. Hey, and you almost do now. We almost have jobs around right, the exactly. industry. <laughs> podcast. Maybe that's why I was drawn to doing a podcast in the first place because I was because that was always a little side. Like, oh, it'd be neat to like do, to something, do something in the wrestling. Maybe not actually do the wrestling. No. I yeah. never wanted to do the wrestling. Exactly. Uh, that'll do it for the questions, but I want to go to some fan clips and a few uh, blurbs that some people wrote in. Thank you guys for all your questions. We're sorry if we couldn't get to literally every single one, but there's a real lot. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed this segment this season. Let's take a uh, an audio clip now from Andrew LaSalle. Let's see what he has to say to us for episode 200. Our Vantage Point podcast has literally brought me dozens and dozens of minutes of <laughs> sheer entertainment and enjoyment. <laughs> I've referred our vantage point to several people, either via the Twitter or mm-hmm. through real life, if they're looking for a podcast recommendation. I first found you guys through the Place to Be podcast network, and I fell in love because Aww. retro professional wrestling is my bag. I much prefer it to the modern product, and you guys have great chemistry. Keep up the good work in 2021. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Very, very nice. Uh, let's get a, a letter that we had written in here. Oh, letter? From John Johnson. That actually is his real this name. This is on paper? <laughs> yeah, it's on a nice stationery. Wow, he mailed it. And he says, uh, I want to thank you guys for the great podcast. I only found you guys the last several months, and it has been such a tremendous distraction huh. and source of happiness during the COVID crisis and all the craziness in the world. Thank goodness you have hundreds of episodes I have had to catch up on. Keep up the great work. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. That type of stuff means a lot to me because, you know, when we do this, we Mm -hmm. don't know how it's going to affect people. We never imagined it would, you know, carry people through a hard time or something like that. It's not something you think about. You you just... when you're doing this, you're like, well, I just want to putz around and talk about wrestling for an hour and a half every day or something. Um, But yeah, it makes me happy that people really care about the show and it helps them get through times right yeah seriously because we never envision that yeah you know and you know you know as somebody who listened to podcasts before i did a podcast Mm -hmm. it's crazy that you guys say that because there's podcasts that have gotten me through you know maybe a stressful time so it's to think that wow i can bring that joy or you 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 also both of us can bring that joy is just it really does bless us it does it really does so thank you for that let's check in what rick pasley he sent in a little short little clip for us let's hear from rick Hey, Joe and Ed and Michael, it's Rick Pasley here, wishing you a well 200th anniversary on OVP. Hope there is a lot more coming. Better days ahead, as I always say. You guys keep rocking it, and I'll keep on listening. Blessed be, marry me to marry part, and marry me again, my friends. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. You can find him on the Facebook group. Yep. Adam Topper wrote in, Joe and Quinn. Congratulations on 200 episodes. It has been a fun ride to join you guys on, and I wish you continued success with the show for many years and seasons to come. Thank you, Adam. Thank you so much, Adam. Appreciate that. Uh, We've also got Casey Jerome Beck. That was uh, Sean Mooney's podcast, his producer. What? Yeah, he's in the group, and uh, he's got a funny one here. Hey, guys. Congratulations on 200 episodes. I have to say that I've never really listened to the show other than the episode with Sean Mooney. <laughs> but from what people tell me, it's not that great. <laughs> okay, that is pretty funny. That was laugh out loud yeah, when yeah. I first read that. <laughs> so that's freaking good. Uh, it's like the most sarcastic like <laughs> New Jersey email. Yeah, uh. seriously. And now let's go to one from 
Well, let's just listen. This is WWE Hall of Famer Tito Santana giving a shout out to Joe and Quinn at OVP. I'm talking about our Vantage Point Old School Wrestling Podcast that is hitting its 200th episode. I understand I have a lot of fans listening to your podcast. Yep. I'm going to tell you a little story about myself and Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo and I met in 1977 when I first started out, and he would give me all kinds of advice. 1979, when I got to the AWA, it was Dino Bravo who made a suggestion. He says, Tito, you need to end your interviews with something catchy. That's what he mentioned one day. The following day, he came back, and he says, I got it. He says, you need to start kicking in your Mexican and then finish with a big arriba, throwing your fist up in the air. It was all his idea, and it turned out to be one of the best things in my career. Guys, good luck with your continued success. Thank you for being a Tito Santana fan. Arriba! Arriba! That's another one whose stock really rose. Like, I always liked him, but I really started to appreciate That's him true. more, you know, wow. as we've been doing this. I didn't this. know that story, actually. Me neither, no. So, Dino some... Bravo did do something okay. See? There's yeah. there's things going there's on things. here. It's behind the scenes. <laughs> that's, that's the key. Let's go to one more letter, and then we will uh, go to break, and we'll come back into the royal flush, the final flush. This one's from How to How, Mick oh, Price. Oh, Mickey. And he says here, as you know, I hate hearing the sound of my own voice. <laughs> so, howdy ho. I joined with you guys around June of 2017. I have enjoyed every minute of it as you have been a great balance of informative and humorous. From the early Kerry Von Erich jokes to the endless visits to Razor vs. Brett and Lex vs. <laughs> Tatanka, it has been a fun ride for 200 plus episodes. Being in the Patreon crowd has also allowed me to hear the banter between you two guys and how much you seem to enjoy each other's company even after all those years. That's true. This podcast and Facebook group has allowed several hundred guys and girls a chance to just have fun, and that is something missing in today's internet community. Thank mm. you, Mick. Thanks. If I had to pick three of my favorite moments, oh, he's got moments for us, Quinn. OVP moments. It would be Quinn's reaction to Hogan kicking out of the elbow at WrestleMania 5. It's garbage. <laughs> I don't like it. And it, it keep that crap keeps going on, too, after that moment. That's that's when the dam breaks on that crap. Uh, and if you want to hear that, it's on Patreon, yeah. $5 tier. Check it out. Then he says, the most recent WrestleMania 7 review of Warrior vs. Savage. It's a fun one. As it shows how impactful wrestling can be at its core. Yep. And then, any of the vulgar gorilla appearances. <laughs> what a piece of shit! He's a piece of crap, brain! <laughs> he says, I have one request, however. Unleash the soundboard. The OVP faithful deserves to hear all of the awesome clips at once. You could put it... <laughs> what do you want me to do? Just play them all? Is there a way you can make, like, a one on a website? And Maybe. You could, like, really... I don't know how to make that. Let's look into that. But there Mick... probably is software to do that. Probably is. Mick signs off with continued success for you guys, and you will have a faithful listener for 200 more thank you very much mick mick's a great guy yep. great contributor on the group and it's a lot of fun you know doing this show and you know he said something interesting the banter and and yeah it's because quinn and i have been friends for like 21 years it's yeah. not we're not just business partners Only here. a fraction of the 200 years i don't know how we were doing the show before <laughs> then but but it is fun to do this yeah, and uh, it is th- thank you guys we have more clips coming we have more of your cards and letters coming here but before we get to that we're going to take a break we're going to come back it is the final 
flush of the season. We have been doing stables, factions, and wrestling all season long. This season now, two more are in the tank. We're going to see where they rank. It is the royal flush of factions and wrestling. That'll be coming up right after this. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Big match at my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Here's George the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rod Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. 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 Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah! Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to OVP 200 here on Monday, November the 9th, 2020. I'm still Joe Morata. That is still... Michael Quinn. I'm here. You're here. Uh, Quinn, before we get to the festivities, why don't we have a uh, poem from Pat Ray? I'll read it to everybody. A poem. Very high class. A PM. Anything less would be uncivilized. (laughs) Pat Ray's been with us since, uh, God, I think the Survivor Series of 2016, like when we first, like our first special that we did for Survivor Series a long time ago. Yeah. Right before Scott. But yeah, four years ago, Pat's got a poem for OVP 200. Jobbers, mid-carters, and stinkly wrestling shows galore. 200 episodes of OVP, we're all hoping for many, many more. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mr. McMahon, and Scary Sherry. Rare audio clips, little known history. OVP Retro Wrestling Podcast makes us merry. In the future, we'll all be wishing for more Herb Abrams in the world of sports. <laughs> Hogan and the Warrior had such crazy promos from the 80s. Makes you wonder how m- what they did snort. Uh-huh. Tony Kirkin is waiting with bated breath for the career <laughs> retrospective of Triple H. <laughs> Ruben Vasquez is looking forward to more AWS, <laughs> AWA show reviews proposed by Sir Richard Land. Chuck Mess is anxious for that bonus review of Starcade 97. Oh. Maybe Dave Van Antwerp could make a meme about it. Crush, the evil twin Hebners and Dusty Rhodes on commentary, Jerry the King, Continental Wrestling, and Heenan Mahasoon on primetime. Seriously, though, just want to thank you and the entire OVP wrestling community for four great years of retro wrestling laughs, history, and entertainment. Thank you, Pat. Thanks that, so much. That kind of sums up what we do. It's just it's supposed to be fun, folks. That was a, that was a unique one there. I like yeah, that. That was very uh, unique. Yeah. Little shout out to some of the longtime fans too, like yeah. Tony Leg Day and it, Ruby. That had it all. That was OVP Canon. That was that was yeah, OVP yeah. Canon. Thank you, Pat. That was really nice of you. Uh Great guy. Thank you so much. And let's get another special clip here. What's up? The Birdman's in town, brother, just to get down. Oh, you know what? I got a lot of little stories about Dino Bravo. But you know what? I'm only going to say one. Okay? I'm going to give you one. One time we was in a bar. Dino Bravo and the Iron Sheik. Well, Dino Bravo took Iron Sheik's woman from him. And Iron Sheik got very, very hot. Iron Sheik thought he was going to get lucky that night. But Dino Bravo picked his lady up and carried her out to his room. Man, and you're talking about 
The Iron Sheik was really upset. What is wrong with you, Dino Bravo? You steal my woman. What is wrong with you, Dino Bravo? I can't believe it. What I can do, the bird, 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 do the bird, bird, bird. <laughs> okay, is this is somebody set this up to like like oh, pick on me? <laughs> Dino Bravo, know. Story City, all I these wrestlers. <laughs> it's like they heard me on this yeah. show and they were like, "We got to tell you how Dino Bravo's good." <laughs> well, the genesis of that is the first test that we ever did was That's a five, true. five minute little test called the Dino Bravo Sucks podcast. Well, he, he does. I'll dump in a clip for those of you that Even haven't Birdman heard it. Birdman just confirmed it. That's <laughs> true. What are your thoughts on Dino Bravo? Uh, he's shitty. You know, like, you know, you know what I don't like about him? What? He's like an earthquake, like... Goon? Yeah, yeah. And like, but the problem with that is, is that he like, he thinks he's the, like, leader of the you group. Think? Yes, it, it's very obvious, actually. Let's take another letter here. It's from AJ Jones. He says, hey, Joan Quinn, my name is AJ Jones from Georgia. He's relatively new to the show, too. I want to say thank you for spending time creating content for us fans to enjoy. You guys give me great laughs during work days and Debbie Downer times. Mm. The chemistry you all have is outstanding, and I feel like the chemistry of you all is that of Edge and Christian, except you guys both have personality on the mic. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thanks so much. Congrats on the 200 episodes and hopefully 200 episodes minimal in the future. (laughs) And I'm a Bret Hart guy, he says. Thank you, AJ. I really like you now. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, And let's get one more clip here before we get to the Royal Flush. Okay. Let's go to wrestling man, Bill Yankovi. Hey, it's me. It's me. It's Bill Yankovi from that wrestling show, aka that guy, wrestling man. (laughs) Anyway, Michael, Joe, congratulations on 200 episodes. Can't wait to hear you guys do 200 more. But I'm here today because Joe and Michael, Michael and Joe, have asked me to make an announcement for them. What? Excuse because me. they're doing the first ever Our Vintage Con, the Retro <laughs> Wrestling Convention. It's going to be the greatest convention of all time. December 30th and 31st, we're going to be in New York City at Times Square, and we're going to be the only people allowed at Times Square to see the ball drop on New Year's Eve. And then... January 1st, we're going to Atlantic City, New Jersey. We're going to be on the boardwalk, and we're going to go to the Trump Plaza Hotel and (laughs) Casino, and we're going to be at the convention center, and we're going to relive being at the seats of WrestleManias 4 and 5. And then... January 2nd and 3rd, we get to go to Ogden, Utah at the Ogden Community Center for the conclusion of our Vantage Con, where there will be a special Q&A session with Michael Quinn's blanket. Unbelievable what stuff he's going to say. And then on the final day, Richard Land is going to bring to us a world premiere Best of Dino Bravo compilation. Over two minutes of highlights and promos that define Dino Bravo's career. Our Vantage Con, the retro wrestling convention. It'll never happen because these states don't know what the hell they're doing with COVID-19. But on a serious note, congratulations, guys. You're really awesome. You do a hell of a job. Keep up the great work. And here's to 200 more.
Thank Thanks, you, Bill. Bill. <laughs> what a guy. See, he knows. That's, Bill, that's an old joke that Bill's referencing to the OVP convention. Yes, very uh, old. I, I'm so glad someone brought that up because that was my stupid joke. That was one of your old ones, <laughs> that right? Was all, that was one of my old ones. That I, I was like, I'm going to get this off the ground. And Bill's keeping it alive. The uh, OVP convention. <laughs> all right. what, I think the original was that we would just order like pizza or something. Yeah, it was something like, very stupid, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you guys are the best. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do some wrestling talk here. This is going to be the Royal Flush. Now, what is the Royal Rankings and Royal Flush? If you're newer to the show, well, each season before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list on Facebook of your 10 best of something and 10 worst of something. And then our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, he'll take all of those votes. He'll compile them up. He'll make two separate tanks, one for the best, one for the worst. And we pick out two at a time. We alternate each week, best and worst. That way, by the end of the season, what you are going to have is the definitive scientific organic USDA certified prime time, all this stuff, right? Not Brian Lay, though. No. Ooh. Uh, best and worst factions in wrestling. Now, we have the best. That was finalized last episode. So if you missed that one, go check it out. But here are the eight on the board right now for the worst. At number one, which is the worst, the million dollar corporation. Oh, they stink. They deserve this. They're terrible. <laughs> but number two. Not too far behind on their bikes there on Titan Motorcycles is DOA. Well, you know, when you got crush involvement, it's not good. <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah, it's, all, it's always bad. You got primetime Brian Lee, too. Yeah. Uh, number three, right to censor. Horrible. Yeah, the music. They're on every list. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> the only shining light in that, besides Bull Buchanan, obviously, is what? Ivory. Ivory's yeah, Ivory's good. very good. School teacher Ivory or that, whatever. That's why they're at number three and not like yeah. two or one. It's because yeah. Ivory. Yeah, it's uh, true. <laughs> it is. Number four, Los Pariquas. Uh, Just, okay. It's a consequence of being designed, DOA's to, fault. Fe- yeah, it's designed <laughs> to feud with DOA, one of the worst. <laughs> number five is the oddities because at least they tried to have fun. Let's all go to the cash. Yeah, yeah whatever. Cartman. Earthquakes in it. Cheesy poofs. Yeah. yeah. It's all, there. it's all there. Why is it all related to friggin' earthquake? Do you notice that? The only good things? Well, <laughs> yeah. are you surprised? When yeah. The rest cr- of it's junk. Kurgan and Paulo Silva. Yeah. Uh, number six, the Misfits in Action. They're, they're Unoff- not that Unoffensive bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Number seven, same thing. Corporate Ministry. It was short. We talked about it. You know, it's not horrible. I think it's overblown because of the it was me all along thing. That's its worst thing. And number eight, the beloved Dungeon of Doom. Wonderful. Don't ever talk shit about that. Yeah. Eat, <laughs> Eat shit, shit my, my son. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the eight on the board now. We are finalizing. This is very, very important. So why don't we go down? It's going to be in WoW magazine. Yeah, of course. When I'm a writer for it. <laughs> just Never. Uh, when it's, <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Just, Quinn, remember one thing. Don't call them the after mags. Right. Well, that okay. one wasn't an aftermath. Yes, it was. He he wrote for that right, one. But they, he they left acted, PWI. They acted like it wasn't in the same universe. It's not, because he, yeah. he did that one himself. Anyway, let's go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal I give you the ringmaster! Sensor. Hey, shit, I suck. Final flush. You know, on the last one, I always wait for it because it's not anymore. But every time I wait for it, ding dong, last 
Okay, no, no, no more toilets. Hey. We, okay, we can get a plumber in this here. This is a special episode. <laughs> Could you not toilets for once? <laughs> okay, so we have run, we have run them down. Quinn, we have been talking about uh, mm-hmm. good and bad stables all season long. Good stables are ones that enhance wrestlers enhance the storylines provide interest in the company have some compelling television these are things they do what do the bad stables do um they're useless they're <laughs> annoying they bring down everyone involved and yep. they waste my time there you go there you I go think that's, they, succinct. That, that's all of it no pretty much you're right they just don't add they drag shit down that's why the million dollar corporations at number one it's it did all of those things yeah it, it wasted time it's it like the main thing <laughs> like why and it got nobody over it didn't help anyone. Yeah, and it's horrible. That's one of the rules of thumb with the bad stable. So that's a stinky thumb. That very, one, very stinky thumb. Anyway, the time for talking is through. Quinn, is it time for turkey? I guess so. All right, it's, we're close to that time. Close enough. Yeah. Let's get out of the fans. Let's find out who drew number nine. Johnny, Mikey, whatever they are, Kenny, yeah, it's a spirit squad. Who cares? Yeah, there they are. So these guys stink, but <laughs> like they are, they're not good. But they're from the you want to roll the dice, never look back, never, <laughs> never think, think twice, twice era of Raw. <laughs> Fucking good theme song, by yeah, the way. That, you know what's <laughs> that? That's what I associate with them most. I'm not even kidding. Like the you. Maria Wink or whatever yeah. in the opening. It's like I got a spirit squad here in the first match. Like it's king. like king. It's like we're friends now. Only. I wear t- like, I wear t-shirts, Jr. Yeah, like. None of us are even a heel. Like what? None of us are a heel. It's real. I know, King. I like you. Yeah, I like you too. Ha! Huh? Anyway, Where's hug. <laughs> That's the Spirit Squad. Uh, we talked about them not too long ago. I think they made it to the flush of tag champions, didn't they? Yeah, and you know what? I don't have too much interest in talking about them a lot again. <laughs> to be honest with you, but anyway, yeah, they were a, a group of young guys. Obviously, one of them went on to become Dolph Ziggler, and he overstayed his welcome. Dolph the Zigman, and <laughs> yeah. then wasn't one of them also like some guy who's in um, the territories now? Uh, the not the territories, the NXT division there maybe well, the Ken- younger guy kenny um, stayed around forever as kenny dykstra and that was terrible there's dykstra and then there's some the other worst dude. name ever yeah you hate <laughs> what it still it still makes me laugh it's so much how joe hates the name the, specifically the name kenny dykstra it's a horrible name that's a takeoff of lenny dykstra and it just reeks of increativity and i don't like it in creativity yes in cre- non-creativity non-creativity anyway there was guys like uh johnny jeter he was johnny there was nick jeter Nikki, yeah, it's look. Here's Maybe that the, was with the source of the Dykstra part. Nikki's connection. Anyway, they came in in 2006, and their whole deal was like they were cheerleaders that helped Vince McMahon and like annoyed other people. It we know this, right? It seems like something Vince McMahon would like is is male cheer, cheerleaders. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when I was in military school yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because he's funny. Vince yeah, is so funny. So funny. He had such a, the most hilarious like friends in high school or something. <laughs> He's got one of the stupidest senses of humor, Vince McMahon. Like I said, it's very 1950s. It's like pretty much something slightly funny is like a big laugh to him. Like he is quick witted, but his what he finds funny is just very bizarre. But anyway, their main thing was to basically annoy people and poked into the Shawn Michaels versus Vince feud of 2006. Mm -hmm. They won the tag titles. They had a free bird rule. 
Right. Remember, because there's five of them. Well, that that's a, that's some extreme free bird roll, if you ask me. Five people? Yeah. It's getting a little rough there. They're a stable. They're not yeah. even, they, they shouldn't even qualify as a tag team. But that's basically, they were only there throughout 2006. Yeah. There's not a lot. Now, they were generally just, like, annoying to whoever the hell was in the main event scene. Like, I remember yes. even, like, Shawn Michaels, who doesn't get involved in this kind of thing yeah. at this point in time. Yes. He's, like, just annoyed with them, too. They, they poked into that mainly, yeah. and then like they DX the Shawn Michaels Triple H version, yeah, DX Babies Edition, DX Babies Edition, uh, the comedy version. Yeah, they feuded with the Spirit Squad, and they eventually wound up putting him into a crate for OVW. <laughs> so they sent him. Yeah, they mailed him back to OVW, which I I don't I know people like in retrospect. Oh, like, they, they buried, buried them. They buried them, but they needed to be buried. These it's, guys needed to be repackaged. That's what it and, was. Like, go away. It was to get the gimmick off of television no, so they could come like, back. How would they? If you really think about it, like Dolph Ziggler, definitely the biggest person to benefit out of all this. Yeah, like as much absolutely. as as much as people maybe like or dislike him, whatever. Like him. He this was his foot in the door, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, from my understanding, as far as backstage, he is like respected as like a guy who knows his knows the business. Well, right? he's been like, he's been around forever, now. right? And so this was his way in. And I'm actually like I'm always impressed how long he stuck around, and I I think that has a lot to do with. I've always assumed based on seeing people on Twitter interacting with him, he's probably like a mentor style person in the backstage. At this stage, probably. I mean, he's yeah. closing in on 40. Right. He's not a spring chicken anymore. He's date Amy Schumer at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is really he like happened. the basis of somebody in one of her movies? Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she goes on a date with a big bulky guy and that's supposed to be Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, to be, to be truthful here about the Spirit Squad, uh, everyone hates him. I always say, you aren't supposed to like them. They yeah. are heels, and they one hundred percent never were faces. Ever, no, at all. They're annoying, right? Yeah. And I think that there is something to be said for you know in the internet age, which that was. If you can get the audience to hate you, you might be doing something right now. A lot of people say, "Well, I don't like it because of dumb gimmick." <laughs> I know better. Well, Maybe, but still, they, I didn't like it because it was a dumb gimmick. They were hated. <laughs> they yeah. were hated. Yeah. Honky no, Tonk Man was a dumb gimmick too, just, and people was, didn't like yeah, it because of that. Yeah, I was just gonna that. say that—that's what you just you know? reminded me of—is like they were like a weird Honky Tonk Man style thing, where it's just like they're just fucking irritating. Yeah, and you're just like, this is so fucking stupid. And but, it would be—it would get frustrating too because you'd watch a lot of stuff and you'd be like, oh, everything's going fine. And then Spirit Squad would get involved for no good reason. Yeah, and just like. Why? Everything down to them from their, their stupid entrance to their outfits, it was all annoying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all by design. So on that end, I have to give them credit. I didn't particularly find myself interested in anything that they were involved in, though. Does that make sense? I wasn't. Right. And I was watching during this period of time. And I, think, I, I think what is was, the ultimate downer about it yeah. is that it could have been used to elevate some guys. Like they, it's, cl- it's clear they had this a big crop of development talent that they could even make something like this, right? right. Where, they would, where they would have this this group of guys that were in this thing, like, they were, like, vague characters. They were one name, like, they were only first names only. Right. Like, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, I know. Like, like, that they were just all blank slate wrestlers. Like, yeah. what could they do, right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, it says something about their developmental system, but at the same time, it didn't do what it should have done, and that is put, you know somebody should have stood out as like, oh, that guy is a star. Right. But if you're just dressed in green pants and a white like, <laughs> t-shirt or whatever. And, and there's four other people that are dressed the exact same way. Right. It doesn't, it didn't do anything. And I could see, honestly, I could see 
how you would think, oh, this is a great opportunity to get a lot of these younger guys we have in OVW on TV. I think that's what the point of it was. And it just, it didn't pan out because they were too similar to it. They all looked the same. And maybe, you know, after they did their, their basically their on-screen audition for most of 2006, they looked at um, Dolph Ziggler and then looked at Kenny Dykstra as the two that they wanted to focus on. The funny part about all of that, though, is that I remember when Dolph Ziggler came in and he was like, just, I'm Dolph Ziggler for like weirdest... months and months. Hi, and I'm I actually, Dolph Ziggler. I actually kind of liked that because it was, it was so weird. Was weird. I kind of liked it. Hey, I'm Dolph Ziggler. But the thing about it was, is that this says a lot about the Spirit Squad. I had no clue for years that that guy was even in the Spirit Squad. Because he had the white hair when he was Dolph Ziggler. Right, and and I also think they did that on purpose. They made them get a, a visual makeover oh, so yeah. that you would never, ever associate these people with the Spirit Squad. And I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. And so they did a good job there, like a clean break. I've, yes. never, I've actually never seen people break off a stable to the point where like you didn't even know they were in that stable. And I think that's all part of the reason why they shipped him to OVW. Right. The crate was just get him the hell off TV. They were literally forgotten about. And then Dolph Ziggler comes in like a year later or something. Right. It's a while later. And no one even, I remember, I don't remember people saying that. It's the guy in the spirit. No, no one said I don't, that I with Dolph anyway. Ziggler. Actually, people were very compelled by his, I thought he had one of the better like, in in the modern times, yeah, one of the better like interesting yeah. like introductions because you were like, what is this guy? Why does he like, keep saying hi? I'm Dolph Ziggler. Right. It was yeah. like it was actually <laughs> it was like weird. it was well done because everyone was talking about him because they were like, what is he like? What is this? It is really funny that he's had that stupid ass name this whole time. Like, oh yeah, Dolph Ziggler. It's clearly like a takeoff of a uh, Dirk Diggler and all that shit. It yeah. is, and Dolph Lundgren, I think. But I, I, I honestly don't know what Dolph Ziggler's character ever is supposed to be. <laughs> no idea. And, and Good I, wrestler now. I haven't been able to figure that out since he just said, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Well, that's not a point in his favor, truthfully. Uh, yeah. I he, think his character for most of his career is, he, I'm a good wrestler. Or I'm cool. Like, because he always wears, like, weird stuff. Like, like oh, he's, he's trendy yeah. or something. Real fashion plate. Yeah. Anyway... Spirit Squad, we'll get to them in ranking time. They weren't good, but I don't think they were supposed to be good. I think this was more of a uh, a fun experiment to see who they had that was maybe the most talented or a couple of talented out of the bunch there. I don't know. All of them got to fight Shawn Michaels, so that's a good way to train them. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure Shawn Michaels had to fight all of them at some point. Yeah, I think that happened. Anyway, let's find out now. The, The anticipation is running very high for this. I know people really care. About the, yeah. the last one. Oh, and, it's a big deal. And who it might be. So let's get down to the fans and find out who drew number 10. Jared Steiner. Back up. This is flagrant Russo Bischoff. That says right here. Ugh, the new blood, huh? Yeah, the new blood. Not, now, a, not a fan. Not, <laughs> not a fan either, but um, this... To me, I associate this with the end of WCW, and, yeah. and un- it's unfortunate that so the, this is the way they decided to go out. So this, folks, was a this was basically the main storyline for a few months, and it started when Vince Russo came back after being gone since January of mm-hmm. 2000. Eric Bischoff had been gone since September of 1999, and they both came back together on screen April of 2000, and that was where basically... Not literally, but almost literally, Vince Russo was like, everything that's happening now doesn't count. We're vacating all the titles. We're starting over. Now, to be fair, (laughs) that needed to happen. Listen, it's embarrassing that it needed to happen. It's embarrassing that it needed to happen. But honestly, I've said this all along, is that what wrestling company that's been around for a while doesn't need an actual reset? WF's been in the same position before where they booked themselves into just dump. I know, but this was... 
It was dire at this point, creatively. Yeah, I always say though it was it was a it was bold, and I give them credit Very for bold. doing it. Like Doctor Bold. It was super bold. I because I, this is something people had always talked about. Why doesn't the company do this? And they right. actually did it. Like, right. No, I know. Like, but it's it's not the action of doing it that's the problem. It's what they did with it yeah. is the problem. So what we have going on is old versus young is going to be the new feud, right? Right. So on the old side is the Millionaires Club. These long timers. We're talking Ric Flair, right? Hall, Nash, Hogan, so former NWO, both Steiner brothers, DDP. Savage, like, for a day. Now, I want to say something about just the name, the Millionaire's Club. I have more to say. Yes, go ahead. Why is that their name if that's, like, an insult to them? Why do they call... Why did they go under that banner? I don't know. If you think about it. None of this is good. Yeah, I'm just saying. (laughs) Randy Savage, like I said, briefly there. Sting, Goldberg, Sid, Kurt Hennig, Lex Luger, Jim Duggan, and Elizabeth a little bit on the side as valet. Now, that's the Millionaire's Club. That's the old guard, right? Most of these guys had been in WWF. Most of these guys have been around a really long time. Right. Now, the new blood had about 50,000 people in it because they brought in the filthy animals and they brought in the natural born thrillers into the new blood umbrella. Right. So the new blood had all these younger guys and Tank Abbott uh, it had Mike Awesome, good wrestler, right? Chris Candido, uh-huh. Crowbar, mm. Disco Inferno, Shane Douglas, or Disco. Yeah, Disco yeah. with a Q. Uh, yeah. Because uh, of Cisco, remember him? Yeah. David Flair, Hoovy. Horace Hogan. Jeff How did he get that? <laughs> I don't know. Jeff Jarrett, of course. Of course it does. He's the best, bro. Mark Jindrak, Johnny the Bull, <laughs> Canyon, Kidman, Conan, Ernest Miller, Ray Mysterio Holmes, Sean O'Hare, Chuck Palumbo, Reno. Who the hell is Reno? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Mike Sanders. Remember him? Yeah. Meet Sean Stasiak, Lance Storm, Vampiro, Big Vito, listener of the show, uh-huh. The Wall, Sugar Shane Helms, if you will. Yep. And uh, the leaders of the New Blood were Bischoff and Russo themselves. And, and Jarrett. Yes. And they also had a thousand uh, friggin' ladies involved on the side. I-, I can list these for you. Go ahead. Tylene Buck. I don't even remember her. Daphne, Miss Hancock, <laughs> Kimberly, Medusa, Medeja, M.I. Smooth, who? Who? Ron Reese. Wait, Ron <laughs> Reese was a manager? <laughs> Ron Reese was a manager. Supergiant Ninja was a manager? <laughs> Shakira. Uh, T- Tammy Lynn Cinch, like the the like weird version it's, of her. It's just Sonny. Yeah. yeah. Tori Wilson. Yeah, I remember that. Well, because um, she was with um, what's his head Kidman. Um, Kidman. That's now, Miss Hancock, by the way, is Stacy Keebler. In case anyone forgot. Right. Yeah. So basically, what you have is young versus old. Now you'd think you'd think that the way they'd position this is that the Millionaires Club are these braggadocious, hanging on to their spots, old yeah. ass people, but instead. And they should be the heels, right? Because they're holding uh-huh. everyone down. Instead, they go the route that like, no, these are the legends. We must protect them. Right. We're supposed to be rooting for them. What it's like, the how, how dare these young people even try? By the way, we say how dare these young people while Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> yeah. is in this thing or whatever. Like Tank Abbott. Yeah, it's, it's like, like 50. fucking old people. But here's the other problem with this this new new blood thing. Why is it not? It's not like an exclusive club. Yeah. It's everyone else. Like, it's not even like what makes you. It's basically if you're not in the millionaires club, you're in this. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that's not anything. That's not a faction. That's just the rest of the company. Like, you know what I mean? You're right, though. You're right. Um, it's but, stupid. Like I said, to be fair, some of them were just like ancillary members, like the filthy animals themselves, which was like Conan, Rey Mysterio, Kidman, Hoovy, and all them. They're just kind of like 
they're part of the new blood, but they're not really as What's involved. Do say even a manager wasn't she like a female wrestler? I don't know. Like Quinn. I, that's what I'm. I, I'm just saying. I just want to know who Reno is. Who the yeah. fuck is Reno? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> don't don't ask. Should I be remembering Reno? I don't remember, remember Reno. Remember how they like in this like Vampiro was supposed to be like the new Sting. Like, and, he, and he's like, fuck Sting. And he like fought him or whatever. I actually, I'm not going to lie. I liked that. Yeah. I did. As a kid, I it's like, here's this guy that sort of looks like Sting. Yeah. Fuck Sting. Fuck Sting. And he gets, he's just like, I'm more dark than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, this dump shit on him or whatever. I like that version of Vampiro, though. I like though. Vampiro in general. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, I, I, dark Vampiro's, Pope. yeah, Vampiro's one of those guys that I think really, like, gets overlooked a lot yes <laughs> I, I agree with you every time we've ever seen him on like american wrestling not in because we haven't seen much of him in in mexico no but, i haven't um anytime i've seen him, he's made an appearance in american <laughs> wrestling he's great he like, is he's really actually good. He's, good he's good yeah uh but yeah so this basically was the the ongoing feud from uh april to only july of 2000 so it's about three months what's weird is it felt like it felt like, it felt like three years. Well, watching WCW during that time could be very interesting. And this is what led to Hulk Hogan wearing the F-U-N-B, like vest yeah, or whatever. That's what you. NB stood for. So basically, they just had like, it's just the NWO versus like the rest of the roster, but they have names, different names. It's, it's like the it's, Millionaire's Club's a fucking NWO. And this is, okay, this is what I always say is that after post-NWO, WCW didn't know any other way to make money other than having just faction wars. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, well, what if everyone's so tired of it? What if we just change the name? That's all like, it is. You know what I mean? And put different people in it. It's the Hulk Hogan group with like Hall and Nash and all right. that against the younger people. It's just a WCW versus the NWO. It wasn't good, obviously. Do you see WCW around? Right. I don't. Um, no, well, but really, I didn't think it was very the good. The other at the time. downfall of this, Joe. Yeah. And, and we, we need to state this mainly. Please. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett <laughs> being the head of this, that everyone's like, who is this? Like, why? What he's not good. Like what who what makes me think that that guy is better than Sting, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott, like all these people, DDP, Goldberg. Like, yeah, like how is he better than them? Like, are you kidding me? That's one thing about Jarrett. His stock has remained exactly the same these four years. Yeah. Overblown with yeah. his fucking. I'm the leader now. Yeah. Remember, I'm oh, a horseman now. I could buy that Booker T is better than him. And yes. He's in the same thing. Like you know what I mean? But no, Jeff Jarrett, everyone, because he's got short hair and a guitar now. Quinn, obviously, and he, he says, was in WF, so that matters. And he says slap nuts. So yeah. he's a star now. That's one thing. Look, Bret Hart's <laughs> in the new blood. Why is he not the leader? Oh, only for like, only like a day. I'm just you saying. Know, I, I came out for the battle royal. I, I, I don't get this concussion. I don't get this new blood Goldberg thing kicked too. me. I thought Goldberg was in the Piece millionaire of shit. club. He's in both or something. Remember what? he turned heel. Uh, okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's not good. Okay. Uh, I just mean to say is that there's some people in here that are in this new blood faction, but somehow Jeff Jarrett's supposed to be better than them. He's not though. The yeah. thing is, he's worse. He's, he's hideous. <laughs> He's not. Just, he's just a mid Carter. That's yeah. all. It's like it's not that he's bad, but he's a bad main eventer. Does that make sense? It's like if Vince Russo tried too hard with Triple H before it was his time. You yeah, know what I mean? Because it wasn't his time until they wrote that song. Exactly. But I'm. I, it's true though. <laughs> then they knew it was his time because yeah, they said one it, two is the song, and it was. Yeah. There yeah, you Jimmy go. hit him with the Triple H, and it was finally you know his time. I love about that song also? It's, it's amazing. It's like this weird, like, version two of the DX theme. It's like a sequel. Yeah, it's the sequel, because isn't it like the DX band? Yeah, and it's the same guy, yeah. yeah. Chris Warren. 
since passed away. But yeah, no, it is. Anyway, yeah, the this DX band. Like, is, <laughs> it's is a that, fake band. Is no. that really their name? No. What's, their, what's the real name of the band? Do you know? Chris Warren Band, I think. Oh, really? Or Connecticut Yankee. I can't it's remember. It's close enough. <laughs> DX Does it even matter? Yeah. Uh, anyway, it wasn't compelling television to me. I'm not saying, look, I haven't rewatched it, much of it, okay? I did watch some of it at the time, and then I stopped because it was bad. But also, WWF was just doing a totally different thing in 2000. They were had a really good year. It's tough to compete with that. Yeah, I will say the night of the reset, if you go back to that Nitro. Yeah, the reset. actually really one of the most fun late era WCW episodes because it is crazy. Like no, it it's, is. It, but it's good crazy WCW. Like it's, it like, it's like where it's like every second of that Nitro is insanity. It's Russo, like man. It, it's it's wonderful. There's I like stuff with cars yeah. and like it's amazing. Ric Flair, you are a piece of shit on the bottom of my shoe. And I gotta give Vince Russo like, and Eric Bischoff credit as on screen performers. Forget what they do backstage, right? right? They're really good on-screen performers, both of them. I agree. They really are, both. Yeah. I, Bischoff and Russo were really good in these roles on-screen. Right. I just don't know that this was, I don't know, whatever. I don't think it was very good. Is it ranking time? I guess so. I think it is, right? Sure. Is there much more to say? Not much more to say. I think that the, at the end of the day, on paper, this might have seemed like a good idea. This is one of those WCW going with an idea without thinking it out all the way. Well, it's like, Vince Russo, you know, too. Not mapping it to the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, and just saying, like, oh, this just seems like a great thing, right? It's right. like it's like all the new people fighting the old people, you know? And this well, actually, you know what? Speaking of old versus new, this led to the Bash at the Beach incident with Hogan and Jarrett. Right. You know what I mean? Which was a worked shoot that, like, Hogan got mad about later or something. Remember? I don't know. But, you know, Maybe we're he's just... still selling it. Maybe it was just a, sh- a work. Probably... Maybe it was a work shoot all along. He and, doesn't like, remember. Ho- yeah, Hogan just mixing it up. He doesn't you know, remember You know anymore. how it is. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't know. Because imagine, like, old Jeff Jarrett coming up to old Hulk Hogan and is like, you, you remember we were, like, this was, like, planned or something and it's like what do you mean brother like you know what i mean probably see that like because it's been 20 years and hogan just forgets we we do have the one thing in in retrospect that that i like now is we have nice guy jeff like like, retired doesn't give a shit jeff jarrett and like it's funny yeah because he probably like remembers some truthful things yeah and like hogan i don't trust his memory (laughs) no god i didn't trust it 30 years ago. Right. I would like to now. see Jeff and Hulk in a room today. And like, Jeff's like, I thought that we like planned this. What do you mean, brother? Yeah. I don't remember doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's run them down real quick. Let's get to the ranking. Number one, million dollar corporation. Two, face the DOA. Three, Los, uh, excuse me, three, right to censor. Four, Los Bariquas. Five is the oddities. Six is the misfits in action. Seven is the corporate ministry. And eight is the dungeon of doom. Well, we know the Spirit Squad is worse than the Dungeon of Doom, Quinn. 100%. They're also worse than, I'd say, the Corporate Ministry. I agree. Are they worse than the Misfits? Yes. Because yes. they're <laughs> irritating as hell. The misfits, not in a good way, irritating. The Misfits have personality. Yeah. The, the Misfits just do their thing, and they yeah. don't bug anyone, and I'm right. fine with them. I think... I think you say the same about the oddities. I think yep. I think the Spirit Squad, even if you're like, oh, match, you know, good wrestling. But I, I say fuck. the oddities and misfits are kind of handcuffed to each other on they, this list. They are, and they probably enjoy that. Yeah. So let's go to the Los Bariquas versus the uh, the Spirit Squad here. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking there? Well, one thing, how long did the Spirit Squad go? I don't remember. Not going, even a full year. But it felt long. But it's the same thing with Los Bariquas and DOA and all that shit. Yeah, Los Bariquas really wasn't. I mean, it was about a year on main television, and then they were on um, Super Astros sometimes. Well, that was their that. show. But that was yeah, literally no. They just moved them to there when they right. got that show. But 
I don't think Los Bariquas are that bad, though, is the That's thing. That's true. It's just... Okay, okay. I, I really don't. I'm above it, but I think that the the Spirit Squad, they're not worse than the RTC. The RTC is a pain in the balls that is terrible and killed careers and stuff. Like, That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. Like, at least the Spirit Squad, like, Dolph Ziggler got a job. Right. And it, Kenny Dykstra got Kenny a stupid Dice, name. Yeah, like, I'm just saying Dolph Ziggler's still there. Yeah, like, that's it, not a good thing. But. I just mean it, he's like on on it on the end. I know, like he he's is. really at the end. He's on the end. Yeah. Uh, well, no, but you have a good point here, Quinn. Right, the sensor and spirit squad are both designed to be extremely irritating, and right. they both succeed in that. The difference is, you said it. Right, the sensor derailed a couple of careers. Yeah. Whereas spirit squad didn't. That no. was all rookies, and it was a di- different purpose. They didn't have careers to derail. Right. And also, Right to Censor was a Vince spite project, like we talked about. Right. And those are never good. Huckster anybody, you know, and shit like Spirit that. Squad, for all how much how much we hate it or whatever. Yes. The the vision for it was positive, right? It was a vehicle yeah. for younger talent. Yeah. It was like, here's a bunch of guys, we'll give them blank slates and just put them in this thing, right? And and see who works and yep. who doesn't. Okay. So we'll put them in at number four then? Sure. Okay. I'm fair with that. New blood. Is a tougher one because it's such a good collection of talent, but when you think about like what they really did, do you know me, what I mean? WCW has a very good history with stables, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Um, this could be WCW's worst stable ever, which is weird. See, people people would say the Dungeon of Doom, so tell no, me why the Dungeon of Doom is better. I just want to know. Because the Dungeon know. of Doom, first of all, <laughs> it seems like it... it it actually had a plan and was concentrated, like oddly, like you know what I mean. Like it just seems like they they knew what they were doing with this. Yeah. Plus, it's so stupid, but it knows it's stupid. Like it's not. It does. It's not trying to be serious. Like it's it's. That's why I always think it's it's not really that bad. Like it's just it's silly. It's, it's goofy. But you also have to remember, like this is the time period where Hulk Hogan was a superhero, so. I yeah. mean, essentially, this was like collecting all the fat people and putting them in a thing to fight Hulk Hogan. Like, it's like 1985 again. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's, what it is, it's a though. collection of fat people <laughs> and like wizards and stuff, and, and they're going to fight Hulk Hogan. And Brutus Beefcake. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think... I think that, obviously, wrestling, talent-wise, there's some good guys in the New Blood. Some not, maybe not as good. I just think that the way they did the whole New Blood thing the was... execution is so bad. Really job. bad. It's bad, and it's also, like I said... It's it's disorganized. It's just like let's put half the company in this thing. It's like in a weird way, it's worse than the NWO because they're yeah. they were, without any reason why they would join this. They were just automatically in it because because yeah. they weren't like millionaires or something. Like you know what I mean? Like it was like everyone else. Yeah, that's no. not a faction to me. That's just the company. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's just capitalism, damn it. That's that's just no. That's just an employee hierarchy structure. Like you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. It's well, all the managers, like not like managers in wrestling, but like the managers of the company. Yes. Are in the higher ups. They're in another thing. I know what you're saying. It's stupid. So the Dungeon of Doom, then we're saying, is going to go to number ten. They yeah. are definitely better than than the New, New Blood's Blood. worse than Corporate Ministry too. I agree. Corporate Ministry was not as cloggy. It wasn't as long. Uh, well, it was probably about the same length, but Corporate Ministry was bad because of the Vince thing, but other than that, it was like a consolidation of the two. It was a slimming down of two, yeah. two gigantic factions. Right. Uh, New Blood versus Misfits in Action. I think the New Blood's worse. They're so annoying. Overblown. Like, it, 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 I, it's just, to me, it's such a misstep. To me, it represents like the end of WCW. 
Like, and, and that makes me sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you what, Quinn. I think we got to cut them off at the oddities. They're new. You, don't, bl- you think they're. What? Hmm. You think the oddities are better than the new blood? Listen, let's not get, let's not lose our heads here. I know it's been a long time. I know it's episode 200, but let's not go crazy, Michael. New blood, like, were part of what killed W. Who's Reno? Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Don't know who Reno? Fine. This I crop can... of talent was garbage. Oh, like, that's not entirely fair, Quinn. Most of them left during this. <laughs> well, I mean, here's one thing that's not in New Blood's favor. What? Jeff Jarrett was the leader. Ray Mysterio with no mask on. Yeah, Holmes. Jindrak. Jindrak. Oh, hey, all that's bad. Crowbar. Look, I, I love the he, nice guy. He actually really is. But this was just like a, Mike Awesome. But like he's being, great be, though. Yeah, but being misused, not the ECW one. I know. wasn't It wasn't part of this. He was like the cable guy or whatever he was. It's a little like, later. Like I, horrible. Maybe it is during this. I, it could be Quinn. Yeah. I don't remember the cable guy. You know what I mean? That seventies man. Yes. Like um, the cable guy, Chris Candido, great talent. I don't know that he really got. To sh- I just remember him changing Disco's name. That's, why? That was because why? of Cisco. Because, but that's it's they, funny, bro. Yeah, but why were bro. they modernizing him? The whole, bro. the whole reason the Disco Inferno works is because he's trapped in the seventies in the nineties. It's so funny, bro. <sighs> Quinn, I can't put the new blood worse than the oddities. Get out of here. The oddities had Silva. Yeah, but they also had Insane Clown Posse, a relevant band in, shut, in the shut 90s. Shut up, shut up. They wanted to go to the greatest show. Like, Never call them that ever again on this show. Don't talk about them on the program. <laughs> they are banned from the program. Uh, no, but seriously, come on, Quinn. It was the John Tenta carry the oddities. He and Luna. You got Kurgan? Yeah, they're good, that means, so they should be... But Kurgan? Yeah. And Silva. Silva! He's not let even me, a wrestler. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. He's tall. Did you ever have fun with the new blood? No. Did you ever have fun with the oddities? Yes. <laughs> okay, that should answer your question. Okay, fine. So they'll go above <laughs> the oddities there, and then Los Bariquas versus the new blood. Los Bariquas again. I can't say that they're worse <laughs> than the new blood. Like, I honestly there's can't. There's only four of them. They're, they're, they have a purpose. They have a purpose, and they're they're you, good wrestlers. They're okay. They are. You know what I mean? And even. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think they're better than the Spirit Squad. Or, I'm sorry, worse, worse? Than, worse than the Spirit Squad. Do you think the New Blood is worse than the Spirit Squad? Why? Yes. Why? 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 Again, I can't say it enough times during this. Is The New Blood, to me, is like, holy shit, this was like, this was one of the big death knells of the WCW. Is it really more the execution than anything? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like applying with two broadest strokes. The, the faction stuff. It's saying okay. like everyone else in this company is in this fact. It sucks. Like it's terrible. <laughs> and I love, you know, I'm a big WCW defender, but like this, this to me was like when WCW kind of really lost me. Okay. Like, you know, I was just like, what the hell yeah. is this crap? I understand. And also the, the fact that they're like, they're somehow the heels. That, that's what I mean. How just is the whole execution was, how weird. is more than half the company heels? It didn't really. Yeah, yeah. I know. No. And it didn't help. A lot of the guys that were in the new blood. No, because they it were just didn't. in this blob. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So then they're still not worse, though, than a uh, right to censor, right? Mm. Quinn. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I yeah. don't think RTC so. RTC sucks, but. Okay. So, uh, wow. Okay. We'll do that there. Now, before we finalize this, we're, we're locking them in a four new blood. Sure. Man, no. Are you sure? Part of me is like the is new that your blood. your final answer? 
part of okay can i just put this out there yeah part of me is like is the new blood like million dollar corporation levels of shit like meaning no. like it's not better it's not worse than the million dollar corporation because that's some real crap but is it like right below it because it no. was like one of the main things yeah but only for two months three months that's true. I, okay, maybe I'm, yeah. You okay. know what I'm saying? I'm probably overblowing. It felt like it was like the last it year of WCW. Long. Like, for some reason, I'm, I'm mixing up Ric Flair ad-libbing promos. And somehow being part of the Millionaire's Club. But at like the at like the last episode points. Yeah, no, not, it wasn't, it wasn't that end. far. It wasn't at the end. So, yeah. I think they're good at number four if you're okay with that. Sure. Okay. So, a couple of names that didn't make it became close here before we finalize. The Union, which was the... I can't believe that didn't make it. I hated <laughs> well, that so much. Why did you not like Mick Foley, Ken Shamrock, Big Show, and like Test or whatever? You know what, what was wrong with that? You know my biggest gripe with The Union is, and it's a weird one? They had two by fours? It was so short yeah. that it felt... It's one of those factions where I literally, for a long time, thought I dreamed it, or like it was like one episode of Raw. Why does everyone hate that so much? It didn't wasn't around long was enough to... it fucking useless. But it was just a brief thing on purpose, wasn't also, it? Also, wasn't it just a thing that Vince McMahon like turned on or something? Like they was just tricking them. Well, I think he was in the union. I don't no, think he Vince was on in them. it. But I, I seem to remember like he went to the corporate whatever. I don't know. Shortly I just, after, I just remember them having two by fours and the tugboat like toot in the beginning yes, of their music. No, yeah, that's real. No, right? it was it was real and like Mankind and Big Show are in it and, and testing Shamrock. Yes, what the fuck the is that? Great team. No, I don't know. It Why should've... were they a union? Because they were against the corporate ministry. So they were breaking up. Yeah, they were they, a they union. were forming a union. Yeah, against them. With it's two like by Jimmy fours. Hoffa in that? No, he's dead. Oh, okay. We we think. Giant stadium. Maybe. Right. End zone. Uh, anyway, Truth Commission. We, hello? How did the Truth Commission not make it? That That's one that's puzzling. Because that's also, the worst thing Kurgan was in. The funny thing is that it's, it's linked to the oddities. Yeah, because of Kurgan. Yeah. But seriously... The Truth Commission, especially the original version with the Commandant, that is hideous. <laughs> now, I know Bull Buchanan's in it, and he's a shining light. What? But beyond that, like Recon, I don't even know which one is which. Sniper. That should tell you something. And the <laughs> fat one the one time, Tank. I just love the Commandant. Every time you, every time you brought up the Commandant during this flush has been a joy for well, me. Well, because it's Brett's friend or whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I met him uh, in South Africa. It's, it's, he's he's wonderful. He was doing Sinbad the show. We should just have a Commandant retrospective. He's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, the League of Nations, don't ever disparage that. That was amazing. Remember Rusev. With and Rusev the, and Cesaro the TV and, and everything. Del Rio and Sheamus, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? It was great. That, Del Rio is a shithole. That but. went on for the perfect amount of time. Yeah. It was like December it was of amazing. Like some year. And it was Wonderful. They had the globe. Rusev yep. took the monitor. It was a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, the alliance. I'm assuming that's what's the alliance. What am I missing? The alliance. They're talking about the the, How's the ECW and WCW alliance. Oh God, that yeah. was like the new blood. Yeah, it was everyone else basically. That was that was bad. Yeah. Uh, and three man band. They're great. Don't hinder gender. They're okay. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that was that. Why don't we do another uh, a quick uh, clip here and another. Uh, letter from the fans here before we go to break. How sure. about that? Okay. So let's get in from Kevin Murphy. He says, Joe and Quinn, thanks for continuing to put on the show. It's been great listening to you guys grow as podcasters over the years. And I truly think OVP has become the best wrestling oh. podcast out there. Wow. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. It's refreshing to listen to a couple of guys who actually enjoy wrestling. Let's not get carried away. The good, <laughs> the bad, the ugly. Looking forward to another 200 years and hoping that the Doobie Boy is able to maintain his employment. Don't worry, I'm looking I'm looking <laughs> to the, our budget. See if he can fit in. <laughs> Yours truly from the Facebook.com slash clips message boards, <laughs> Kevin Murphy. Thank you so Thanks, much, Kevin. Kevin. Uh, and let's get one more clip here, and then we will sign off with the flush. Let's hear from Jonathan Facento. Joe and Quinn, Jonathan Vicento here. First time, long time. No, this is not actually, it's the first voice memo, but it is, I'm not a long time listener. I'm a relative uh, newcomer. I'm an up and comer uh, to the podcast and uh, Facebook groups and non-dingus groups. And I got to say, really like the podcast. Uh, was on the Twitter, watched the great clips, laughed at the clips, insightful clips, clips I would post if I wasn't so damn lazy. <laughs> And uh, you guys do a, a phenomenal job. At first, I thought Quinn's voice was incredibly annoying, and Joe kind of laughed at his jokes. But you know what? I powered through, and uh, a couple of Jersey guys seem like friends of mine now. Uh, love what you guys do. I feel like I should end this in some funny, insightful way. <laughs> so, uh, baby, the, the American dream doth the road. 35 times NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and I got to say, Daddy, I really don't know how to work a phone, but if I did, I'd go on the podcast, Podbean. I don't know what the bean is, baby, but the dream would listen to OVP Retro Wrestling, baby. It is the number one podcast that I would listen to. Now, I don't know why they call it WF, and I don't understand all the references, but you need to get that first W back in because it stands for world champion, and that's exactly what OVP is. It's living the dream, baby. This is Dusty Rose. Have 200 more. Out. Thank you, Jonathan. Can I just say I love that that started with first time, long time. <laughs> yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> this is like Francesa reference right there. Yep. Jonathan, by the way, you have a great voice. You should do a podcast, man. It's really, seriously. He does have a good very voice. Very good voice. Kind of sound like Mick Foley. Quinn, I, Mick cannot, Foley! I cannot believe someone would accuse you of having an annoying voice. I don't. I, <laughs> I, you know what's funny about that? I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about that? I, I had to do the gorilla. What? Like yeah, when know. that happened, I don't <laughs> know if really anyone good. heard that. I heard it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> thank you so much. Seriously, that was very nice. Uh, and let's run down now the flush. Finally, we have done it, Quinn. Obviously, next season is going to be feuds, but let's close out stables here. <laughs> one yes, last time. This music. Number one, the Million Dollar Corporation, rightfully freaking so. In the end, the <laughs> yep, worst. They are. Two, the DOA, they suck ass. Close to the worst. <laughs> yep. Three, the right to censor, again, deserved. This is the best they've ever done on the list. This is the first time they haven't been number one in a flush in quite a bit. <laughs> Four, the new blood. You know what, Quinn? I agree with you. They're yep, really bad. They're stinky. Uh, five, the spirit squad. Six, Los Bariquas. Not as bad as people might remember. They're, mm -hmm. they're fine. Seven, the out of these is great a show. Yeah. Eight, the misfits in action. Nine, the corporate ministry. And ten, the dungeon of doom. They're great. They are. They're really fun. I think the truth commission could have knocked them off oh, this God. list. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Where were they? Yeah. Where were you? Anyway, folks, thank you guys so much for your votes. Obviously, we'll be looking forward to next season with the royal rankings and royal flush of feuds. But, Quinn, when we come back... We are going to pre be presenting for everyone a very special segment for all of you first times or your long times here. You're going to like this if you like OVP. It's coming up right after this. Any 
Anything can happen, and it probably will, on WCW Worldwide. All the superstars of WCW in hard-hitting wrestling action. Each and every week, like you've never seen before. It's the cutting edge of pro wrestling. It's WCW Worldwide. Sunday at 10 on Washington's WB50. Listening to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point bicentennial. It is episode 200. Whoa. And yeah, whoa is right. Wow. Now, I wanted to shout out some of our friends of the show, just do it by hand here, so to speak, because it is the finale, and uh, we like to shout out a lot of wonderful people. Very hand. <laughs> Justin Hand. Justin Hand, yeah. All Remember the time. Him? Old, I wonder if he's still listening. I haven't heard from him in a while. But anyway, there's a couple other podcasts out there you might want to check out, friends of the show, that uh, support us, and we want you to support them, too. Obviously, greetings from Allentown with Petey. Uh, Petey's been a fan of our show since we started, pretty much, and he's done his own show for almost as long. Check out Greetings from Allentown. It's a one man usually, although he does GFA Live with Keithy, and uh, you could check it out if you like he's retro expanded, wrestling. Huh? He's expanded. Expanded his uh, horizons. New horizons. New horizons. Good check, show, though. It is. Check out Greetings from Allentown. Uh, if you like the Southern Fried stuff, we I know we do have a lot of shared fans and shared uh, Facebook members. There's Book in the Territory, Mike Mills and his crew of cronies there, those clowns over there down south. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Southern Fried stuff, the NWA, the Crockett Territory. I could go for some Southern Fried Chicken. Right now. Well, you can when you're done here, Michael. Yeah, there you go. Check out Booking the Territory, though. It's a good, uh, it goes well with the chicken. And uh, there's uh, some other friends of the show, too. Chick Foley Show has always been very kind to us. We like to shout them out. Chick fil A. No. Chick Foley Show. It's good. No, it really is. Check out the Chick Foley Show, uh, figures and wrestling. Check them out. Also, uh, PPW with Steve and Eric, another friend of the show. They're uh, fan- fans of ours, and we like them as well. PPW, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mm-hmm. Our own Mike Prue has the Bottom Line cast, which focuses on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I like shows like that. I have yeah. retrospective on a career. Very focused. Yep. There's also Talking Taker, which is uh, Alex. I forget his last name. I'm sorry, Alex. But check out Ta- Talking Taker for the Undertaker version of that. Anyone else? Bill Yankovi has a show. Oh, that wrestling that show. That wrestling show. He's been doing yeah. it for like 25 years. He, he's been doing it longer <laughs> than us, I think, right? He's been doing it longer than a lot of people. Right. Uh, so check him out a as well. A pioneer in the industry. Honestly, yeah. Bill's been just plugging away, doing his thing. and Great guy. And obviously the New Day podcast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> check, out uh, check it out. It's so good. <laughs> Speaking of the New Day podcast, let's go to uh, our old friend, Mike Crockett here. Let's see oh, what the he host has to say. It, right? Yeah. Uh, the New Day podcast. Yeah. See what he has to say for episode 200. Hey, Joe and Quinn. It's Kofi Kingston from the New Day podcast. <laughs> no, really. It's Mike Crockett, former podcaster at this point and current listener and patron of OVP. Just want to congratulate you guys on number 200 and let you know that if you're able to get over this hump, if there's a way you can get past number 200 and hit record on 201, then sky's the limit. <laughs> My show died a grisly death at 200, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. And by the way, I blame Brian Malonis for that, and you probably should too. Aww. But I know you guys will keep on going because you got the passion and the drive, and you got that Patreon buzzing with new content. Guys out there listening, it's the best value you're going to find, really. So Aww. just slap down that five bucks Thanks. a month like I've been doing since day one, and you're not going to regret it. Really, though, guys, it's been great to see you grow. It's been awesome to be a part of the community you created. Really, thank you guys for supporting us while we were doing our thing. And I will continue to support and help you, Joe, and you, Quinn, with anything you need as you go forward here with our vantage point. Joe, Quinn, 
You're beautiful. Congrats <laughs> again, guys. Thank you so Thanks, much, Crockett. Mike. All the jokes aside, we we, oh, we, we love him. really love Crockett and Malonis. They were like partners in crime yep. during a lot of the 200 years of yeah. the show. We worked together on a few things. Yeah. Uh, we we got had the privilege of meeting both of them at MSG last year when we went with Richie. I remember watching a match with uh, Mike. Yep. Just me and him while you yeah, talked we were fucking with Petey around. At the, that was like the actual OVP convention. Yeah, we were fucking around with Petey. Yeah. Uh, Bill was there. Bill didn't meet up with us for some reason. Bill Yankovi was there. Yeah, Bill. In the you, house. Mr. OVP convention himself. <laughs> yeah. Had, it was a one-time opportunity, I suppose. <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mike Crockett is a great guy. Uh, did have a podcast, a wrestling podcast about nothing. It's still active. Like, it's still there. You know what right. I mean? They're just not doing it anymore. And Go Brian Malone too. Out the episodes. Yeah, great guys. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much, Mike. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? Let's go to another clip here. Check this one out. This is from Darren Goss. Okay. Good afternoon. Good morning. Potentially good evening. Gentlemen, I just wanted to send you a voice clip congratulating you on 200,000 episodes of <laughs> OVP Podcast. He knows. A tremendous right. accomplishment. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. Everyone should acknowledge and respect you for this wherever they are in the universe whether they can see whether they can hear whether they can walk or whether they can talk even if they don't have a right toe everyone should be acknowledging and respecting you for this i myself am based over in wales in the uk for the past 30 years i've been a professional wrestling fan and that makes me feel incredibly old <laughs> also for the past 12 13 years i've been fortunate enough to be part of the uk independent wrestling scene as a manager and because I got sick of being punched and kicked and spat <laughs> on by children I'm now a commentator and I find as an old fat man sitting down and complaining <laughs> about things does come quite naturally I do greatly enjoy listening to the, and watching along the 1982 1983 WWE time WWF sorry excuse my mouth and <laughs> It's a bit creepy with the whole Jimmy Snooker time period, but there we go. However, I am very much looking forward to the Hulk. Um, again, OVB podcast is a great listen. The WWF pay-per-view reviews are great. I recently found the review you did of The Wrestler, and yeah, that's made me <laughs> never want to watch that. Oh, that movie. Um, yeah, that. So there we go. I also do have a box set of Steptoe and Son. <laughs> I know that's a source of... What? Um, Great interest to you both, and I'm not really sure why. But there we go. All good. I look forward to another eight, nine, po another million podcasts at least right. by the end of the year. Well then, guys, bye for now. That was a funny one. That was a good one. Eight, nine million by the end of the year. Um, that reminds me that they both brought this up. And this wasn't intentional the way I played them, but uh, the Patreon, I'm just going to mention it one more time, okay? Patreon.com slash OVP podcast is where you can support us. We have two tiers now. We've consolidated the two and three dollar tier into the lower tier. It's two dollars. This is why we only have two and this is why they're so cheap. We don't want to rip you off. Right. We're not trying to like reach for the stars here and try to get tons of money out of we're you. We're not for... step toe and stuff. No, that's the yeah. thing, right? Uh, Darren Goss knows a thing or two about that. All we're trying to do is if you like us and you want to support us, we want to give you a lot of extra content. Now on the two dollar tier, like I said, now that's where you get the 1983 canon. That is a separate show that we do. It's twice a month. It's audio or video. You can do it either way. You get your own podcast feed, and it's really fun as we just go through the WWF in order, starting with January of 82, and right now we're in August of 83, okay? Then on the $5 tier, you're going to get all of that, 
but you get the pay-per-view reviews. Right now, SummerSlam 91 is out, right? SummerSlam 91 is a big one. People love that show. Classic. Classic. WrestleMania 7 came before. People love that one. Next month, the Survivor Series. Possibly something in Texas on a Tuesday. We'll have to see how that goes. We'll, we'll also, see. We'll it'll see be a surprise. Goes. Yeah, well, big surprise. Yeah, uh, but if it really, happens. Yeah, but uh, if you like OVP and you want to hear what we think and have us go through the WWF pay per views in order, that's only five dollars a month. Check it out if you want to. Uh, it's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, we've got a very special clip now. Let's go to it. Ooh. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. And I am congratulating Joe and Quinn on their 200th episode of Our Vantage Point Podcast, or OVP. It's about old school wrestling with a focus on WWF before they had to get the F out of there. I was asked if I have a Dino Bravo story. Not not really, but I can tell you on the same night that I was squashed by uh, Kamala in Hershey, PA, in November 1986, Kurt Kaufman... Uh, another Danucci graduate uh, wrestled uh, Dino Bravo and came back with Dino's footprint on his face. Literally, <laughs> a footprint on his face. So it appears that Dino was solid in the ring. But anyway, that's the only story I have. Uh, Dominic Danucci, the man who trained me, was a tag team champion uh, along with Dino, but apparently that didn't stop Dino from putting a footprint on Kurt Goffman's face. <laughs> So there's my one and only Dino Bravo story. All the best to you guys, Joe and Quinn. Keep it up. And here's to another 200 episodes of OVP. Have a nice day. Oh, man. How did they, what? The hardcore legend, man. How, how, wait, what's going on here? Everyone's playing a prank on me with this Dino Bravo stuff. <laughs> well, let's hear from the man that's behind these. Quinn, he wrote in here. Great fan of the show. Relatively new. Graham Hannaford. Oh, I know him. He says, sorry if this is all overkill. I hope the cameo appearances brought a smile to your face. <laughs> they did. Because Thank you. I didn't know where these were coming yeah. from. I, the whole time I was confused. How are these wrestlers <laughs> like listen to the show and know about Dino Bravo? So thank you, Graham. He says uh, he hopes those, those brought a smile to his our faces because we always do that for him, he says. Uh, uh, says, I discovered you about a year and a half ago, right after I moved from the States to Scotland. And you've been a wonderful tie to my homeland. Whenever I'm feeling homesick, which has been quite a bit this year, as you can imagine, OVP is a nice slice of comfort. Thank you guys for all you do. Congratulations on the 200th episode, and here's to 200 more. Thank, Thank you, you, Graham. That's very it's, sweet. It's a very nice comment, and thanks for all the clips. I yeah. mean, that, <laughs> this is that. What a surprise. I didn't expect that one, so yeah. thank you so much. Really, that was very nice. Yeah. Uh, let's get another clip in here, folks. We're going to get to something in a second here, but let's hear from... Another longtime fan of the show. It's Nate Parle. Oh, Nate with a Nate. Hiya. <laughs> Star guys. I was just in the middle of practicing my high karate. <laughs> this is Nate Skirts here. Yes, N8, N with the number Nate. And I just wanted to take a moment to extend a well deserved congratulations to the guys behind one of the greatest retro wrestling podcasts out there. Cheers to 200 years, Joe, and what's. What? What's the other guy's name? Hey. Joe and Winky? <laughs> Joe and Quinn. I kid. Congratulations, Joe and Quinn. I'm sure I speak on behalf of many of your fans when I say the work you put into the program goes a long way to lighten our days and to help us forget about the world around us for a moment. I know I personally appreciate that I know I can count on you guys to get my work week started off in a fun way good-humored, light-hearted mood. 
Well, you know, <laughs> I think I could have had a great podcast. The OVP has a pretty good podcast. Every time I listen to the OVP, it makes me feel so safe. <laughs> Love the OVP. Just down at the <laughs> so safe. So safe. Uh, and then <laughs> let's hear from the one and only Richard Land. Hello, chaps. Your very top British bloke, Richard Land, here, <laughs> of course. I suppose I better send some congrats and a jolly well done to reaching the bicentennial. It's been a long journey, bloody four years nearly I've known you now. Of course, you two have known me a lot longer, I think, thanks to the old YouTube <laughs> shite I used to do. <laughs> then someone randomly left a comment on one of my videos that OVP Podcast brought them here. I thought, who the fuck is OVP <laughs> Podcast? So I used the old Google machine to find out, and you had just started the review concept on that latest episode, 11, I think. Jeez. Wow. A while ago. As well as that, I was thoroughly entertained by you guys. Had nearly all the same opinions, like the same stuff, etc. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so, I think after that, I reached out to you on the Twitter back when you had what twelve, eh, maybe thirteen followers, <laughs> and then, well, I'm happy to say I've had two new best mates ever since. Oh, Richie! So literally Thanks. from then on. I've turned into pretty much the OVP videotapes dealer, maybe yep. beta tape sometimes. Thank you, producer. Give yourself <laughs> That's credit. That's the, all the stuff, the weekly reviews, the 82, 83 stuff, the pay-per-view reviews, so you get, like, the best version possible. And all the daily Twitter stuff. It's my pleasure to keep doing all that. I've been on the show a few times got to hang out with you guys for Hustlemania yeah. last year Hustlemania. so it's all been bloody splendid <laughs> and plus the show keeps going from strength to strength to strength so I'm happy I've been able to help build you such a nice loyal following of fans over the years so congrats mates and here's to many more years of OVP and long lasting friendship Cheerio. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. Yeah, thank you, Richard. Uh, you know, it's a good time to put in some some personal thank yous. Richard Land has been an unbelievable help he, to us. He is... For real. He's like the heart of the show, right? Or Honestly. What, what, what would the body part be? The... <laughs> the brain not the teeth i'll tell the you that teeth. much <laughs> um, so he's no, a big part of it though for real he's a big part of it because he he can effortlessly supply us with uh things to review he really helps out a lot with twitter because he'll actually pull the clips i'll write captions and he'll pull the clips and post them for us he is just a very big supporter for us and has been for almost the entire length of the show right. And we got the privilege of meeting him back in April of 19. He stayed actually at Quinn's house for a few he days. Did. He actually we hung did. out for a couple days. We, we got watched to watch wrestling. WrestleMania. We watched other wrestling. Watch Coliseum With video together. Dugan match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Richie's just a great guy. And a lot of you guys already know him or maybe know him because of this, just because he's a name on the tape scene. He really is. Like he's a, an actual person. An actual that's a big thing in, in that scene. Yes. And he's done a lot to help us. And Richard. You're beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, uh, another wonderful. Th another thank you I want to extend uh, in all seriousness is to Joe Merkel. Yes. Who is another big supporter of the show. He's um he's helped me a lot because 
first several Royal Rankings and Flush. I was compiling all that myself, and and I asked him to do it, and he was more than happy to. And uh, that's a great job. Yeah, and any yeah, no, seriously, he really has because uh, anytime there's something that needs to be compiled or just. Really, like we call them the statistical analysis, it'd be funny, but really just to do things like that, or I might ask him to look into something for me, um, he's more than happy to, and, and Joe Merkel's just been a great, great supporter of the show. Thank you very much for that, yeah, seriously, so much, for guys. all you do. Really. And there's also a core of like the really old school fans that I'm just so thankful are still around. I'm talking about like Chuck Mess, who yep. loves to give Quinn a hard time. <sighs> <laughs> but we know you love us, Chucky. We know, we and, know. Uh, thank you it's for all in good fun, right? Yeah. Thank you for still being around. Another one is like Mike Pru has been a longtime supporter of the yep. show. Dave Van Antwerp. Oh, yeah. A big one. He's Mr. 1982 3 Cannon over there. And I don't want to miss anybody. Please don't take it personally if I don't mention you. I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just thinking of people off the top of my head. Josh Kuhn, another one that I mentioned earlier, but like he's been like a a new super fan. Pushing the show. And it's encouraging. You know, you got to understand we're still regular people, obviously. Right. right. To have people that really look forward to hearing us, and it it means a lot to both of us. And and he brings up a good thing is is me and Joe, we don't have a um, marketing budget per se, so it's all word of mouth so yeah when you, when you guys go out there and do that and you don't need to brag about it or no, you know no, what no, i mean no. you don't need to but it's just it's really that subtle like no one needs to know you just told your friend about this like that is great we really appreciate that yeah. that's what we live and die off of basically yeah right? with this it's show like, yeah it's word of word mouth, mouth word it, of mouth it's we don't we're not gonna we don't have the money to spend a, a lot on advertising you, you know we really don't honestly right. So thank you for anyone yeah, that spreads so the word. Thank you so much. Another person and group that were very instrumental in helping us reach a new audience was the Place to Be Nation. They were mentioned earlier. JT Rosero heads right. that up. Still does. Great guy, JT. I've dealt with him a lot. Um, they gave us our start. He really of. did. Uh, we were only you know, 10, 11 episodes in, and we were able to get on there through Scott Keith. And JT uh, had us on there. We were on there for almost a year. There was never any bad blood. We just wanted to be on our own feet again. Yeah, That's all it was. That, that, that was a funny kayfabe where people made that made up the People kayfabe. made it up, yeah. It was like headcanon that there was some big split. Never. There was never. It never, never, ever, It was ever, just kind of like, well, it's time. Yeah. And that was just, that was it. And I know a lot of you um, heard about us from our time on The Place to Be Nation. I don't know off the top of my head who's still there. I don't think JT listens to our show, but John D'Amato, who we had the pleasure of meeting also at MSG. Right. Oh um, yeah, that was great, John. If you want to spread the well or spread the word, excuse me, that we're very thankful to JT and the Place to Be Nation. Seriously, right. because I don't know where we'd be without them for for 2017. It really was helpful in helping us reach yeah, more people. It really was. Seriously, thank so, you guys for John, that. If, yeah, if you want to spread that message of thanks around to them, I'd appreciate that. And obviously, Petey Winston's been a supporter of us. We mentioned him already. A lot of you guys. Uh, Tony Legday. Yeah, Legday. Our enforcer. Frequently misunderstood is Tony. Yes. He is a nice guy. He just doesn't have time for your shit. <laughs> That's all it is. He, he's great, though. <laughs> he's the enforcer of OVP. He defends us at all costs, and we yes. appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, Tony, for just being a fan of the show and uh, being a supporter. And thank, seriously, thank you to all you guys. Um, but let's let's we got a little bit more here. I want to read something from Aaron Thomas. I found found this one was a perfect way to get into our next segment here. Okay. okay? Aaron Thomas found us pretty recently, by the way. He says, I just wanted to say that the best thing about OVP is the lack of pretentiousness. So many wrestling podcasts after a few episodes disappear up their own ass mm-hmm. and indulge in wall-to-wall in-jokes, irrelevant side chatter, and have shows that last for six hours with 15 minutes worth of actual content, the rest being made up of painfully unfunny impressions that last longer than an episode of Raw, and catchphrases and at least two hours around why people should donate to their Patreon page. 
OVP for nearly 200 episodes has avoided that trap and is honestly still as fresh to listen to now as it has always been. The editing and the pace of the show make it indistinguishable to what you'd find on a professional radio show. It's honestly the best thing I listen to. Hmm. Of course, now I'm anticipating episode 201 heel turn where Joe says, chat me up, and (laughs) Quinn decides his never fucking again Tony impression should really last for several hours every episode. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to get into that is because we do have a lot of references. Yes, we do. We do have a lot of in-jokes, but we try not to make that dominate every single episode. But you might hear some certain things and wonder, what the fuck are they talking about? Yes, and I, I want to say before we get started here. Yes, thank this, you, Aaron, by the way. Yeah, thank you so much. First of all, it's funny he mentions that about the whole in-jokes and stuff like that. But I've always joked is that the older and older and older the show got, the more in jokes would come to the point where there would have to be like a refresh yes and we'd have to explain all of them and i think 200 years seems to be the time for that (laughs) um so that people can go back you might have to put glossary on the episode title for this one so that people know like this is the one where you figure out everything from 200 to (laughs) to one one yeah what it all means so we can call it a glossary a lexicon a suplexicon But basically, this is just a rundown of some references that we've collected from you guys and from our own memories. I guess we'll try our best to explain them as we remember them, as we use them. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So let's run them down here. This is for you fans here. And again, if you're new and maybe you're wondering what the hell are we talking about, here's your uh, your ticket here. So first of all, you might hear me sometimes refer to Quinn, who's the captain of a certain tag team. Now, that's just a joke I have where... It started with the Bushwhackers, right? I think, or the Nasties. Yeah, it was it was something like that, where it's like two tag teams that like the, the, the two same. members are like indistinguishable, <laughs> but like one of them seems more like the leader. Yes, and how in my brain they're always like, even when I was a kid, I was like, well, that guy is the head <laughs> one of that team, like Knobs and Sags. Like definitely Knobs is the leader. See, I like to get Quinn's insight when there's two very similar, like Jacques and Raymond Rougeau. It's got to be Jacques. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't Raymond, that's for sure. Bushwhackers? Bushwhackers, it's, uh, what is it, Butch? Yeah, Butch. It's Butch. Yeah, Butch. The crutch yeah. one. Yeah, the, 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 the more kind of like peppier one. He's a little more boisterous. Luke so. is a little more indistinct he's the worker yeah uh, so you might hear us again refer to captains of tag teams it's just for fun quinn what is the chin room so that's the room where doc always would be like well hell we got king mabel <laughs> and he's got like a picture of his him. chin it, well it's if you don't know what i mean by a picture of yeah. his chin it's like first of all you can see it on the patreon two dollars <laughs> here i have a replica of said picture presented by nate i think <laughs> well nate was the source for the image yeah right so he has this picture of like him kind of looking into the sky and he's got his finger on his chin and I called it the chin room. All right, Vinnie Mac and Kingster, do I have news about Survivor Series 95? That room was generally used as the um, the event center from after they had the stupid other yes. room with Mooney. That's what it was, the Slam and, Jam Center and, and, and all that. So, but the funniest part about the chin room is that <laughs> even after Doc was gone, the picture of him and his chin like remain for like over a year. Yeah, like you'll see with Cole in there. You'll see Kevin Kelly in there. Cole yeah. Ray Rougeau. Like yeah, you'll it's see really, them in really there. Really weird, and just the chin pictures there. So that's the chin room, and that comes out of uh, you ranting about Doc a long time ago when we were still at the old studio, saying he has a picture of his chin. Yeah, <laughs> like, so all it's, loud. Like, it's just all. I was so mad about it. It's a uh, it's it's a very classic it's, OVP. Yeah, moment. it's a cl- it is a classic. That that whole Doc stuff. Doc's good. Doc sucks. He's good. What is your defense of Doc? 
How can you defend him? He brought us the moment when I fell off the couch laughing at him the other week. Yeah, he's not yeah. someone you ever laughed with. You're right. He's terrible. What am I talking about? How are he's, you defending him? He's awful. You're all I remember about. Okay, here's another memory. The fact that he's so bad that he dances to that music every week where it's like, and he's always like dancing to it. And remember like on action zone being absolutely intolerable every week. You're absolutely like, right. Like, and dancing at the glass table. Like he's like egging Pettengill on to be dumber. Like the well, whole <laughs> We've got King Mabel coming up. <laughs> the Todster here with you. You're right. What am I doing? Doc Henders is number what four. What is your life I don't right know. now that you're defending Doc? He had a picture of his chin in the event center with like cardboard cutouts of wrestlers it was all bad now why do we talk about cod sometimes with commercials quinn because back when we were growing up they would always say <laughs> no sorry no cod's and as a kid i was like what the hell is a cod what does that mean cash on delivery right and but it was so like archaic even yes. in like the 90s sorry, no it, was, CODs. it was like why are they even talking about it so <laughs> it was just always a funny thing between me and joe we'd always like Anytime they'd be promoting something and they want money, we'd always say, sorry, no CODs. Sorry, no CODs. Because it was just weird. Da Putz! Who's Da Putz, Quinn? So this was when I, the, the, during 82, I really fell in love with Ivan Putzky and I was trying to get people behind him. Right. And so I said, it's like, we, we need to have like a catchphrase, something to call him. And I was yeah. like, Da Putz. Let's call him <laughs> Da Putz. So what you and people, people will be screaming for Ivan Putzky across the nation. <laughs> So, the puts. Yeah. Now, why? Sometimes you might hear us say, Dean Douglas! Dean Douglas! Now, let's hear the sound clip of that, too. What is that? So, what? first of all, what is that? Yes. That is Orchid from Killer Instinct doing her, like, projectile move when yep. she, like, a Hadouken-style thing. Dean Douglas! <laughs> so, like, when I was a kid, me and my friends were convinced that she was saying Dean Douglas, and what was even weirder is if you recall, the video game Killer Instinct, the home edition, yeah. came out in 1995 about the same time that Dean Douglas. So I just, we really thought that she was referring to that. <laughs> we didn't know why right. or what, but like me and my friends forever, when we like saw any character do a projectile for years, we'd just yell, Dean Douglas! <laughs> Dean Douglas! <laughs> exactly. And so it's just the one of the weirdest things. And I love it. I'm, I'm glad that first of all, I have I'm on a podcast that I can alert people because <laughs> yeah. I've I've like looked this up before we did a show. Right. Like I used to look up, does anybody else hear Dean Douglas? Like that's all I hear when she says that. I hear Dean, Dean Doug Douglas personally. So, so anytime Dean Douglas even comes up on this show, we always gotta play the orchid. Dean Douglas! There you go. There it is. So now you know. Quinn a dingus. We don't want Dingus. anyone to be a dingus. Right. So um, don't be. This has to do with the fact that um when we were doing the Facebook, we yeah. kind of wanted a non, um, we say non-dingus, but we're talking about what is a dingus. We wanted an environment where people weren't like yelling at each other all the time right. and saying like, you suck ass and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, and like, getting we, into ad hominem attacks. And, so and, we needed to figure out a, a word to yeah. describe those kind of people. 
And I think I just on the fly, like I said, dumb yes. the dingus. Yeah, like, you know, one of us did. Yeah, because we couldn't have it be a curse word. Right. Cause we're we're trying to tell people not, not to do that. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so it was like, so dingus became that, and now it's dunderhead. Yep. Which you'll have to add that next time we do the gloss. That, that'll right? be on the, the revised edition, Revi- you know, for episode four hundred or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> Doobie boy, I'll explain this one. This is from that Ahmed Johnson yes. war zone where he's like, yeah, between the air, Doobie boy. Yeah. It's just always stuck with me. Doobie boy. It's Do- not what he's saying. Right. But. And that he Doobie boy is now the name of the, the boy. Oh, there yeah. he is. He's, he's watching. He's peering in. You know who uh, who said that we should call him that? I forgot to credit him. Mike Fireball was like, you should call the intern the Doobie boy. Okay. That was him that, that said that. That came from him? Yeah, it was I didn't Mike know Fireball. that. Because you just said it one week. Yeah. I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Eat shit, my son. What is that, Quinn? So this is a clip of a review we did. I, I don't remember a remember if it was like a worldwide ago. or something like that. Some, one of basically those. they were playing a clip of like the master talking to Kevin Sullivan. Yes, in the Dungeon and of Doom. There's this weird like pause, right? Like Kevin Sullivan like leans over to the master's chair and the, the master just goes eat shit my son <laughs> and like what he he didn't really say that but no. it, it sounded like too much like that. It sounded way too much like that. To what be is he really saying again? I don't even remember. He's saying patience, my son. Patience, but... my son. Shit, my son. All right, so now you've heard it. It's dumped in, but it sounds a lot like eat shit, my son. It's actually on our YouTube page. It is, clip, yes. So it is, if you want to find it. It's like eight seconds long or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm talking about Shawn Michaels, I go, ah, ooh, ooh. Now, that's just a reference to how he talks these days where he doesn't finish sentences. You know, I, I, I thought... Yeah, ooh, ah, ah. He does it a lot. He does. Like, it's, we exaggerate it, but I mean, like, if you listen to him talk, he, he always, like, fills in the end of his sentences with, like, uh, like a noise or <laughs> yeah. something. I don't like, know. He just says other shit. It's yeah. weird. You know, I didn't know. I, yeah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. No, no. Well, no, and that's the thing. Well, and again, and the thing is, you know, he says it, and I've always said it, you know, like, it's just kind of like a bad habit that uh, maybe he's just old and he doesn't have to give a shit anymore. That's and he's probably just like, He's just like, whatever. You know? uh, Quinn, sometimes we talk about two things. <laughs> it's either fake crush or crush is the fake undertaker. What are we referring to? So this, <laughs> so this refers to that Bollywood movie where like the undertaker fights crush. Yes, but it's fake undertaker. But it's, it's a fake undertaker fighting crush crush but, but but somewhere in your brain you've merged it to like it's fake crush it, or crush is the fake undertaker crush right? is fake undertaker <laughs> fake undertaker is fake crush i don't know it's basically the gist of it that you don't care enough to get it straight i don't care at this point <laughs> but that bollywood movie is still like an amazing <laughs> yeah. thing that has it's captured my imagination for years right that, like why does this exist why did wwe have never talked about never. it never ever and it's just, they let them do it obviously because yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre but that's where fake crush comes it's kind of referring back to that it's one of my favorite like fake crush yeah it's like i don't know somebody's fake (laughs) brian lee maybe is involved too it's a perfect quintism yeah Yeah, i don't know fake crush whatever um furnace and philip lafon you you should tell this story (laughs) because this is this is actually this is one of these things that you told me this story and it stuck with me a lot more because i just thought it was like the funniest shit ever it is funny because it it speaks to how insignificant these people are (laughs) Uh, so in sixth grade which is 97 97 98 
Furnace and Philip Lafon came on. Well, they were already on the scene from Survivor Series, but they were still around when we were in Furnace sixth grade. Furnace and Philip Lafon yes. is wrong to begin yeah, with, which is amazing. <laughs> it's Doug Furnace and Philip Lafon, right? right? And it's like, oh, the Grand wrestlers, but like no one gave a shit. <laughs> I had no idea who they were. Yeah, no one cared, right? They weren't over. But anyway, good, good athlete there. Doug Furnace was the strongest man. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Right. So my friend at the time. He cared. He cared so little that he like made a joke of it that it was Furnace and Philip Lafon. But not only did he take Doug Furnace's <laughs> last name, he spelled it like a furnace, like a heating <laughs> furnace. Furnace and Philip Lafon. And he made them brothers. They're brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're so, brothers. And it, there's no Doug anymore. He's no, gone. He's just Furnace Lafon. Um, <laughs> and it made me laugh. Now, so I didn't come up with that one, but it made me laugh, and it always stuck with me. It's over 20 years. So yeah, that's all Joe that has is. always mentioned it to me, and yes. I, to me, it speaks. It, it just, like I said, it speaks perfectly to how insignificant they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's wonderful. It is. Hello, wrestling fans is one that you hear me say to start pretty much every single show on the main canon anyway. And that is just simply something I say to start the show. That's yes. why. That's Well, it's also referencing Gorilla Monsoon, right? Yeah, it's, in, it's kind of a tribute. In Gorilla's early days, he used to say that a lot. He yeah. switched that to, hello, everyone. But he used to say, hello, wrestling fans. You know, when yep, he was exactly. more, like 85 Gorilla, like mm-hmm. that era, 84. That's all. That's my little greeting. Heroin Hogan, This Quinn. is, to me, an am- is it amalgamation? What is the name? Amalgamation. This is this is a couple of things, isn't okay. it? Yes. So when we were in high school, there was a guy that worked there. There's a maintenance guy. Maintenance guy that you used to always call Heroin Hogan. Right. So the great above us came up with this. This is a guy with like this straggly blonde like skullet right. kind of and a mustache. Yes. And they called him Heroin Hogan. Right. And it's just like a very funny alliteration. I'm sorry, but it is. <laughs> it really always has made me laugh. And here's the thing. is that that ref... On WF, Billy Caputo. Billy Caputo, he also sort of has that look, that he, scraggly. Yeah, but he looks hair. like Heroin Hogan. He doesn't look like Hulk Hogan. No, he <laughs> looks like Heroin Hogan, the guy that yeah. we called Heroin right, Hogan. And right. So, so he became the the new Heroin Hogan. He's the basically. new Heroin Hogan, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it's just a funny alliteration. That's why. Yeah. I, that's why I laugh. Exactly. Hercules punches a lot. You might right. hear us call him Mister Punch. Talk about Hercules punching. Quinn, why do we say that? So I've always noticed that. I think somebody put me on to the fact that Hercules punches a lot. Then I started looking into it, and I started noticing it too. And then I passed it on to you. Yeah. And it was just every... It's crazy. Like, every Hercules match, you just... You can't help yourself but count the punching. He punches a lot. Every, like, other move is a punch. (laughs) And it's crazy. And just look into it yourself. I mean, it, it... Hercules punches a lot is more of like a meme, right? It's yeah. just like, it's like, it's not any, it's not like a saying or anything. It's no. just like when there's it's a Hercules the match, there's punching. It's real though. Like, especially before the heel turn to power and glory, but like 89, 90. Yeah. He's constantly punching only. Yeah. This only, is real. It's his only offense. It's insane. Uh, hi, how are you? Yeah. That's uh, my Ray Rougeau impression. Like, but that it's not just that. That's, that, like, that's like how you. That's even just how you say Ray Rougeau's name is. Hi, how are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? It's because he talks like this, you know, and yep. that became a favorite impression. I don't know why of people, but yeah. that's Ray Rougeau. That's all. Because we all witnessed at the contract signing, Yokozuna gave you that bonsai drop. Then there's high-pitched Gorilla Quinn. That's just, okay, in real life, Quinn and I both noticed that around the time of WrestleMania six and definitely after, yeah. Gorilla started to not use his like lower voice anymore. It was just gone. It, like, was, it like, was like he only spoke in one thing, and that was, Hey 
everyone? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Like, like always. But it's like, oh, he's really doing that. Like just a regular sentence is that. Yeah. And the clip that we usually use as a um, an example of that is, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That voice it's for like, WrestleMania he's 6. He's like an octave higher than he usually is, but it's permanent yeah. after a certain point. Because in like the 80s, you have a Jess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. say, you know, Jess. But then, oh, here we are, WrestleMania 8, yeah. brain. Yeah, you know? exactly, and it just it's the whole show. And like by night, <laughs> by ninety five, it's like all you hear. Yeah, it's true. Peanut butter pie. Yeah, just, um. it's it's a very weird thing. Now this one is a this is you, Quinn. Hi, hi. <laughs> you know, and that's is- just for anybody that's like super dorky. <laughs> like it does That's just my like. Uh, what I've always done is like is if you just show up on the screen and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? You're very like, hi. Or you're literally waving in the crowd. Like, like Kevin th- Kelly is a good example of hi. Yeah. Or like uh, Sam Houston. Yeah. Or like one of those like face tag teams that's just yeah. like, hi, we're yeah. here. Yeah, oh, like, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like, just one of those like white meat baby face, like nondescript. Actually, we'll get to something in a second about that. But Quinn, howdy doody. Where the hell did that come from? That Why do you came say from that? Just like literally, I was just looking for something to say, like as my opening because you say hello wrestling fans and howdy doody but you know what i liked about howdy doody why i picked it and it was just it was not like i thought about it it was just on oh, the I, know. Like, I know i just said it and you know what i liked about it was that i could do kind of like how mike and the mad dog were he's like eh, like i could do yeah. that with that howdy doody right exactly <laughs> so it's kind of just it became its own thing this is mr michael quinn how you doing today michael howdy doody howdy uh, doody to you <laughs> Any thoughts on ever changing it or your your howdy? I think now that the it's just the way the show people expect hello wrestling fans and howdy doody true like that's like what they expect and it's gonna give stay people to, what they want. I think it's just I think it's our sound. You know we got to stay stay with it for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, in the script now this is <laughs> this is me just getting a word wrong. This is a Quinn Malapropism that we've run with though. Yeah. Like I say it on purpose by the way. Yeah. If, if you ever hear me say in the script, I'm just. <laughs> Quinn said it once. Say it so much that I don't even know what I was supposed to be saying. Nondescript. Nondescript, yeah. That's all it is. That's uh, how bad it is. Like, yes. that's in my brain, it's just, that's what it is. Speaking of bad, sometimes you'll hear us say, especially Quinn, it's all bad! <laughs> that That is just when some... That is like the lowest... Like a, a show can like if if I have to say that in the middle of a review, <laughs> like that's me. That means you're you're listening to us reveal real piece of shit. Right? Like, it's like it's all bad, <laughs> like, like that. Like anything on the screen, all see, of it's bad. See all American wrestling, the one with the the last one or whatever. Yeah, from with yeah it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. It's a uh, it's synonymous with like it's hideous or yeah, like one yeah. of the horrible. Yeah. Um. How about? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Like that. Like we both have our way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually that's usually prompted by like something either a single thing occurs that's really good. Yes. Or or that it's it's also has a kind of an association to me also with um if something is kind of underrated. Yes. Like and we're like we're like we're, corre- we're correcting that. It's like we'll just yell. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And sometimes we say that to each other when one of us disagrees. Yeah. It's just like uh, it's good. Yeah. How about it's real? It's real. It's just if something is so unbelievable or it's like so stupid that that I, when I have to say it's real, that's me kind of explaining. It, it's kind of two things, right? It's kind of it's saying that this thing is so stupid. Or non-believable, how, like, right? Non-believable that it's 
ridiculous that I have to say it's real yeah. when it is, right? This, this sometimes is also said as, this is all real. Yeah, like that exactly, too. that too. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's just like reassuring you, no, this is actually real. Yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. Uh, here's a handful of, these all go together here. This has to be said because a lot of people talk about this on reviews of this show. So Jack the Snack. Yep. Tito Santana. Right. Teddy DiBias. Mm-hmm. Sean Nichols. Bo Bradley. Donald P. Morocco. Paul Wonderful and Greg Hammertime. These are all names you'll hear occasionally. And there's probably more. There's probably Hulk more. Hogan. Like, yeah, Huck, Hawk sometimes. Yeah, Hawk. I like mispronouncing things for my own amusement, and uh, but some of the, there's different reasons. Jack the Snack is just because Jake and Snake rhyme, and so do Jack and Snack, and that's right, why it's I started saying it. just the other it. version. Teddy DiBiase. That's because of Bill Watts. Yeah, he. that's really his fault. Sean Nichols is, I, I have a feeling it's referring to another Nichols. No, it's partially. not. Partially, it isn't. It's... Because there's this one time where he was announced as Sean Nichols in like his oh, first match. See, so we, I totally lost that joke. So we always just, I know, because yeah. we just say it sometimes. A Tito, by the way, is just because, get it? Yeah. It's not Tito, it's, it's, it's Tito. It's also uh-huh. faster to yeah. say. It's just being funny. Bo Bradley. Instead of Bob. I don't that, know why you do that, that. It's because I just, I think I was just, we, we say his name so much. I just eventually just cut the, the B off the beginning <laughs> there. Get the B out. Bo Bradley. Donald P is because we needed to give him an, a middle initial. And we yeah. just made that up one day. That was just purely invented. <laughs> yeah, just casually on the 83 canon. Yep. Paul Wonderful is just shortening Paul, Mr. Wonderful Orndorff into right. one thing. It, 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 that's actually, that's totally a innovation based off taking notes faster. Yeah. That's 100% <laughs> yeah. what that is. That The same with Greg Hammer time. Yeah. It's, it's just like, whatever. I like, think you might have misspoken even once and said Greg Hammer time. That's possible. I think it is. But, but a lot of these Greg also Valentine. make notes t- easier to take. True. That's another part. So that's why you might hear us uh, mispronounce names. Yes, we know how to say Ted DiBiase. Yeah. It's just that there was this one fucking episode of Mid-South we reviewed where Bill Watts must say DiBiase and Dugan yes. and Needhart. All these things at once. And then it was like <laughs> cemented in OVP canon. Yeah. These are their names. So blame Bill Watts for DiBiase if you don't like that. Yeah. Uh, Jill Taylor. <laughs> Jill Taylor. I, I'm glad this made the list. <laughs> so what is this referencing, right? So is it the first season of it's the second season of um, Home Improvement, home, not Tool Time, Home Improvement, no. where Jill Taylor, she gets this weird, short, like curly, scrunch boy hair. It's awful. She looks like 50. It's weird because she's not old. She's like 30 something. She's like 30 something, but she gets this hair and she looks awful. It's terrible. And this is not just her. This is like a weird early 90s trends where where female characters who played moms, all their hair got short and weird looking. Yes. And it made them look much older than they were. So we always call that affectionately Jill Taylor hair. Right. So sometimes we'll talk about Stephanie Wyand and her Jill Taylor right. hair, that for example. That she had better hair before and she right. looked young and vibrant. Yes. And th- this is real. Like people don't even remember this. See, this Stephanie, is real. Stephanie <laughs> Wyand. When she, she had, first came in, she, she was like hair. the young peppy, she like spunky, spunky, and then they changed it to like Jill Taylor style hair, and then all of a sudden she's like a school teacher or right? something, and it's weird. For another example of Jill Taylor hair, I always think of uh, Sally Field in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's big time Jill she, Taylor hair. <laughs> that's Jill Taylor hair. Quinn, Jim Barbecue. So this this comes from so at at the beginning of every 1982 or three, you got um Jim Joe McHugh. Joe McHugh. Joe McHugh. But he sounds every time I swear every time he says his name, he says, "And I'm Jim Barbecue." <laughs> like every time. So we have this running joke on that canon where we don't know his real name. Yeah. So Jim BBQ. Jim and it BBQ. leads into this canon. Sometimes. It does. We should just explain also what the hell is canon. Why do oh, we yeah. always say that? So we have. 
and then this is not a plug, but 1982 and 83, it really is a different show where there's like all these references and like it's a separate thing going on, you know? Yeah. On the normal Monday OVP podcast, the free one that you listen to, we do this specific stuff with segments and everything. But 83, it's a different show. Yeah, so it's different canon. And canon is just a consistent yeah. thing in all of this with wrestling like shows in general. I like to believe that WWFE has its own canon and it does actually because if you think about it just as a example right right as something that recently happened as of the recording of this the wild samoans from 1983 yes showed up on wwe so to me that makes it all the same canon right See? it's like it, it's that's like what i mean by that it's all and that's what wrestling has that's always unique to me as a kid is that i always thought was that it actually references it's history that is totally forgotten about, but True. constantly wrestling will talk about something that happened like 40 years ago yeah. as if like, no, all the characters in the WWF universe are aware that like the wild Samoans fought Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Right. Like, Correct. you know what I mean? Like, and, and that the titles changed then. So we have our own version of that. We have right, our own yeah. canon. So this show also has its own canon. Sure. Exactly. Jimmy Hart is a face. That's a meme. Yeah. What's so the meme there? Jimmy Hart is a face because if after we, especially after a lot of the pay-per-use re reviews, we realize that every time Jimmy Hart is healing it up, it's never like, it's never like skeevy or anything. It's always that he truly believes in his guys. Like he's yes. like their friends. Most managers in wrestling, like Bobby the Brain, they're just trying to make a profit. Jimmy Hart is not that. No. Like he is like he, he believes in his guys. Like he finds these people and he's like, I believe you could be the world champion, baby. Yep. And like I believe it. And I'll do anything for you, honky. Yeah, like you or know what Jacques I mean? Rougeau. Like he starts dressing up like them. He's like the biggest fan. So the joke is that all along, Jimmy was misunderstood. He's a big face. He's like super loyal to anybody he's with. That's which also explains in my head better why the Hulk Hogan transition exists because it's like he realized that Hulk was good. Yeah. And now he's like Mr. Hulk Hogan. Ugh, to a fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we use adjectives like junky or dumpy to, <laughs> to that's, that's just it sucks basically. To describe yeah. like a suplex or a match. If it just, something's poor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor is another yeah. one. It's poor. Yeah. It's very poor. We say it on purpose, by the way, but it's yeah. lousy. Yeah. We have like choice adjectives that we use, mm -hmm. and that's some of them. Uh why do we say match? <laughs> so match, that comes from a Dave Meltzer like him always saying that's how he says match. match i caught that a long time ago here it is this is match yeah joe found this i didn't match. really i wasn't really aware of this yeah that's the way he talked it was a good match and he yeah. says that a lot like when it's a good five star match and six star match and that's just why we say it so, like that but when we when we say it yeah when we say it the use of it on this show is not really it's not, it's really not to make fun of Meltzer saying it no it's to make fun of when he's overly critical yes. of something so like it's like, well, oh, Dave Meltzer's going to think this is a five-star match. Yeah. Like, like, we, that's what that's, how that's used. Yeah, or sometimes they'll say, well, it's not good if you like wrestling matches, you know, match. Exactly. You can use it also even without Dave Meltzer. Yeah. It's like, this is really very match. Yeah. Like, it, because it's, because it's technical. And, exactly. Yeah. Or if you like match, you might not like the, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you'll hear me go, Mick Foley! <laughs> now, that is a reference to when Mick Foley emotionally retired after Hell in a Cell in February 2000 against Triple H. <laughs> it's one of Joe's most hated things. Like a month later, McMahon in every corner, so Vince has a fucking rock or whoever the hell he has. Shane has whoever. It doesn't... None of it matters. Stephanie had Triple H, right? And <laughs> Linda's like, Vince? 
I have someone who's gonna be in my corner, Nick Foley! And I fucking hated it. Right, but what? how you use that, I notice, is usually if you're talking about an old lady or like yes. some, something... It's where, usually Linda. Or some, it's usually Linda, but it's also something like it could be like if somebody's kind of out of touch. It's yes. like if somebody's like, just why are they here? They're, they're very out of place. <laughs> yes. Like it's like very Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Like very Mick Foley. Very Mick Foley. Yeah. Uh, Mishima. So this is <laughs> so this is because in, in the 83 canon, now that we've explained what canon is, yes. in the 83 canon, I always call the, the president of the WF Mishima. Yeah, it's Hashashi it's, Shinma. And uh-huh. every time I correct Quinn, he goes, what do you mean? Yeah, so the joke is always, I go, Mishima, you go. Shinma. And then I go, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> that, like, that, like you don't understand. But in my in my head, in I guess if we're stepping out, out, we're of breaking sports, we'll, out of breaking character here, I will forever just call him Mishima. Yeah, I know. It's like, I'll be like, oh yeah, the president of the WWF in 1983, Mishima. Shinma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Luger! <laughs> so this, okay, this is one of my favorite. This is newer. Yeah. Well, it's actually, if you think about it, it's from like the beginning of the show because we put her, oh, yeah. ha- her hair on top of Mary Hart. So this is Bonnie, the logo. Bonnie Blackstone. Bonnie Blackstone. One of the weirdest. She's from Joe Pettacino's whatever. Global. That is, yeah. first of all. So Joe, <laughs> Global. Pet- so Joe Pettacino had like a different wrestling. Yes. But like he also had like a show where he just interviewed wrestlers <laughs> or something. Yeah, she was and on his it. wife, Bonnie Blackstone, is always on it. And then she made her way over to the WWF. In 93. In 93, you might see her in very awkward, like, outfits that they're trying to make her dress like Linda or something. With Jill Taylor hair. With Jill, Well, her hair morphs halfway yeah, through it into Jill Taylor yeah. hair. And, like, every single person, Mr. Luger, <laughs> Mr. Tatanka. Mr. Bigelow. Mr. Bigelow. Yeah. So, like, anytime we say, like, that, that is referring to Bonnie, mostly. You know, Mr. Bigelow, a lot of people feel that what happened to you last week was rather funny and it's usually referring to like 1993 it's like correct this is like very like the mr luger era it's basically the spring and summer of 93 where is like that everything started to like decline like a lot oh. so it's that's why it's like a, it's a flashpoint in right. history for us so it's like <laughs> that's what we're talking about there so there you go uh sometimes if we're referring to jack tunney we may work in a never fucking again yep. reference now, now this, this stems from a joe impression so you can explain this a one. long time ago way way back uh, we were talking about when demolition when Jack Tunney <laughs> basically said, uh, you know, that there was not going to ever be allowed to be three members. And I casually off the cuff said, you know, Jack Tunney's like, never fucking again will there be three members of Demolition. Yes, which <laughs> stuck with me always. And stuck with a lot of people. So basically, this is how they wrote off Axe or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tunney is basically like, never fucking again is there going to be three. <laughs> He's so He's mad so about so mad. Basically, now, anytime Jack Tunney says anything, there's a bleeped fucking in there. And when I drop a clip in... He always says fucking or fuck in every every single sentence when he talks on this show. So that's just where that is. So anytime we do a Jack Tunney thing, it's like, and Jack Tunney said, never fucking again. Will Rick Rude be a lot? You know, something like that. Ogden, Utah. You might hear us say that and wonder, what the hell are we talking about? I don't remember. Uh, I think there was one review of something where it said to send something to Ogden, Utah. I thought this was uh, another Tool Time reference. No. Well, no. Hang on. Yeah. So Ogden, Utah itself came from whatever the hell we were watching, and we just thought it was a funny name. I had never heard of Ogden, Utah. We started saying, now send your cards and letters to Ogden, Utah. That little thing. It's based on when 
Al would hold up a sign on Tool Time that said, yes. that is Tim Taylor, care of Tool Time. Yes. It's based on, it's me okay. combining that. Okay, so, you're combining the, uh, gotcha. So when Quinn says something, you know, controversial or faux controversial, I'll say send your cards and letters to Ogden, Utah. Exactly. And vice versa. So that's all. And it also kind of weirdly became the P.O. box of <laughs> yeah. OVP that doesn't exist. Yeah, of course. Oh, Randy. Let's uh, hear a clip of that for reference. So this is anytime Miss Elizabeth is concerned, essentially. Yes. We'll go, Miss Elizabeth is very, oh, Randy. Yes. And that's basically what that means. And and, and the thing is, is Miss Elizabeth is like that every time Randy Savage wrestles. So So it's basically, (laughs) yeah. Elizabeth, she's very, oh, Randy. Yeah. Uh, For reference, I always take my headphones headphones off when Quinn does that because it's so loud. Well, you have to be. It's kind of the exclamation point on it, right? Correct. The The more boisterous it is, the better. Right. Press time is something I say sometimes on the 8283 canon. It just refers to that those are done a few days in advance, so we always say as of press time and we actually press if you're watching the video you can watch this on the patreon two (laughs) dollar tier but we're pressing right now i pantomime pressing a button that's all popeyes is something that came up a while ago people wonder why we say popeyes that's that's an old joke from that that that's a couple of things so that is actually something i personally picked up from a smart wrestling fan that yeah one of the hosts used to refer to the restaurant popeyes as As, popeyes or the popeyes right the popeyes and i just kind of never didn't say it after that because i just thought it was funny right but we say it constantly just as like i don't even like just funny it's just funny yeah like that is just a stupid thing that gets said sometimes like or KFC, for no reason. KFC, Quinn and I just started pronouncing Kufasa a long right. time ago. And I think it also links to our just love of fast food in general yes. <laughs> like, and how like weird like the marketing for it is and yeah. stuff. Like, that's all. <laughs> uh, sometimes we'll say, hey, remember King? This is old. This is before the show. Before the show. This is, this is like remember we... King? Because our friends used to think King was so weird. Like, yes. remember? And, and you you were the big defender, of course. I was a defender. And just for whatever reason, we just started saying, remember King? Remember King? Remember yeah. how good he is? Like, you said it once. Yeah. Remember King? So so, so usually when Lawler's name comes up, we'll say, remember King? Yeah. That's it's all. just an old, like, whatever. Now, suplexa or suplay. So I used to call, as a tribute to Gordon Soley, a suplex, always a suplay. Like, any time we did a yes. review. But then there was a review where Bruno Sammartino was on commentary, and he... He fucked up. It yeah. wasn't even like anything. He just like fucked up and he just goes, Suplexa, like out of nowhere. And I have a clip. Suplexa. Right. <laughs> he so did. he says that and then Suple got converted into, into suplexa. suplexa because like, why not? Right? Yeah, why not? So sometimes I'll say Suple still. Sometimes right. I'll say Suplexa. Why don't I just say Suplex? I don't know. I can't be normal all the time. All the time? The fluffy hair. That's Axe. Yes, this refers to at Survivor Series <laughs> 90 when Demolition is, like, at the very beginning of being garbage. Yes. Like, Axe just decides, because fuck this tag team. It's his last he's, match. He's leaving Shellfish, etc. <laughs> that he's not going to use Pert Plus today, and he's going <laughs> to not go grease it up and go natural, and it's all fluffy, and I hate it so much, so we just say the fluffy hair. That's just always referring to Axe. It's basically it's a symbol hair. of Demolition's downfall. Yeah, it's very much a symbol. Along with the Shellfish. Right, same the shell, thing. The, exactly, so the after the Shellfish. Yeah. Demolition's downfall has a lot to do with 
with shellfish and getting sick and fluffy hair. And fluffy hair. Yeah. And the shit music. Yep, and Bing. the music. It's all connected. Uh, the yellow blanket is something you might hear some old timers say from time to time, and maybe the new people don't know. This is a very old thing. Yeah, this is from when Kun and I still lived in the same house, and there was this old mustard-colored blanket. That's still, I took what made in my apartment. No one wanted it. Yeah. So, <laughs> Quinn used to curl up with this thing all the time. And it's really just, it's not like I chose it. I'm like the kind of person that if I'm wherever I'm living, if there's a blanket in the room, usually I'll just grab it. I don't care what it looks like. I'll yes. just use it. Right. So this blanket just happened to be there and I was using it. Yes. And so well, we, we would post videos sometimes of us watching stuff because we used to watch it together. We used we, to review. Believe it or not, me and Joe used to actually Joe would take the notes and he would dictate what I was saying. Yeah, I would do it on the phone. What a I, weird... It was harder to do. Yeah. That's why we stopped doing it. It was yeah. just hard to do, because I had to listen to the show and Quinn and write. It got hard. So there would be a lot of videos posted or pictures on Facebook of Quinn with the yellow blanket. It became a meme of its own. Richard Land took a picture with it when he visited your apartment. Yeah, people... It like became iconic for yep. some reason. I don't know why. It's just a blanket. It also... If you think about it, it's that blanket is very time and place. It just was there at that point yes. in, in our living room. It was never your particular favorite blanket or anything, no, right? No, it just was there and Do you I even used use it. it now? It's actually under the blanket I use now because <laughs> I just keep it for fun. It's a tribute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, tubes Gore Kaflui. So this was <laughs> an amalgamation. This is many different jokes. This is all like, like shortened. This is shorthand and you might because you hear this every episode now so some new people are probably like, what the fuck is that? Back when we were still working out our Facebook, you know, speech, we used to say things like, you know, because the internet, it's a series of tubes. You take the right. tubes there. And Al, Al Gore, Gore invented, invented the, the internet. internet. Yep. Kaflui is just like, it used to be like kapow, like there were other it words. It used to be like after you hit the enter button on the search, kaflui. Yeah. You know? So it just got shortened by the tubes, Gore, kaflui, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then for whatever reason, I started joining in only on the kaflui part. Yeah. <laughs> like I only say kaflui. So it, basically, that's just what happens when you when you type in the search bar on Facebook. Tubes, right. Gore, kaflui. And then all you're of in. that. And then you're in. You hit the join button and yeah. then you're in. Operators are standing by. Uh, yeah. That was always, I, I've been wanting to keep operators <laughs> standing by forever. <laughs> like people are actually waiting, for, waiting. for your group requests. It might be. Underpants is a wrestler that we refer to sometimes now. This under is Miguel Feliciano <laughs> yes, on 82. On 82. He started. See, here's the thing. This is why we have to explain this. When we first saw him as a jobber, he was literally wearing white, you know, short trunks that looked like fucking underpants. Like tidy whities. Yes, literally. Yep. Then he got colored underpants. So we call that underpants got the upgrade. Upgrade. Then he upgraded further to like a short singlet. Right. And he had like the strappy, And it was red. To hold his gut in. Right. And he looked a lot better. That was like Underpants' final form. Right. He's sadly not on the canon anymore. He's gone. We're yeah. never going to see but him I mean, again. He, he got the name. Like he forever was just called Underpants from his like first appearance where yes. he looked like a guy wrestling in Tidy Whitey. That's why. So yeah. very nice. Can't get into that one. We can't get into it, but it. um, It's very nice. It's very nice. Okay. What a package. Now this is. <laughs> now the reason we say package, right? Is because. <laughs> Gene Okerlund literally says at WrestleMania 4, yep. Brutus, this is incredible. What a package. Brutus, this is incredible. What a package. We picked up on the fact that he says that's just his accent. I guess it's Minnesota he accent. He does like an E at yeah. the end of everything. Sometimes with Randy Savage. That, yeah. that is real. It's how we talk. It's very quick, but once you notice it, you can't unnotice it. Right. So we just 
picked up on what a package and sometimes we'll say it more exaggeratory but what a package yeah, you know or like we'll do like oh we did a small package yeah, like right? that kind of thing but it's really based on something gene said what a package right sometimes you'll hear us go who or there's a clip of people going who right so okay who was something me and joe always said to insult somebody like you don't know who they are like this was something me and joe this was established like a long time ago when we were young yeah in, like high school we we always jokingly would just go who who? Like, so that just existed, right? But then what was the most hilarious shit ever is we were watching like 1960s WWF yes. in one review. And all of a sudden, somebody in the crowd yelled when somebody they didn't know came out. Here it is. Oh. Yeah, like some lady or something. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, who? And so we, we were just like, that's amazing. Yeah. And uh, there's also one that we really like, too, where Johnny Polo did it. Yeah. Where Gorilla's talking about the Hart family. Of course, several wrestlers went on to become, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Johnny's like, name one besides Brett. Well, there's Keith. There's Bruce. Who? Yeah, so, <laughs> so there's that. There's that one, too. But that's uh, what who is. It's when we really don't yeah. know somebody. And it's just funny. Uh, Winky is Quinn forgetting Masha's name. Yeah, or, uh, so I was like, he was with Chaz or Chaz or something. Yeah, what was it? it was, I, I just remember, what was his name? Winky? Winky? Like, <laughs> I thought that was yeah. the funniest thing because just, who is Winky? So, so Mosh became Winky forever. Winky. And then finally, the hot button one. Why do we say WF? Is it because of Parv? No. because no, I don't know who the fuck that is still. I still don't know who Parv is either. Why do we say WF? So WF came from a, a friend of ours. Um, he's been on the show, yes. Donnie. Um, he used to just shorthand just call it the WF. Donnie's the kind of person, and he wouldn't mind me saying this, he knows this, where he doesn't think, of, he doesn't care about sometimes how he pronounces things, no. so words will come out very wrong, and he doesn't care, like, he literally doesn't care. He doesn't. He won't so, correct himself. So one thing he used to just say, and this was always if he was referring to the old WWF, he would just strictly call it the WF. Because what he'll say with the current product is like, what happened to WE? Yeah. Because he doesn't want to say the set, he's like, two. Well, to be fair, I always thought their name was very, like, WW, like, why do you want to say all that, right? I mean, it's not that. Even their logo is only one W. No, there's two. There's yeah. other ones I, in there. I understand there's that. Two. Yeah. But no, but yeah, it's just, he'll talk about, remember how WF used to be good, like Stone Cold? Yeah, exactly. And The Rock? <laughs> exactly. So, we kind of adopted it there, but then we started saying it, and then people were like, what the hell, why are you saying this? And then on top of it, other people were like, oh, Parv said that on some <laughs> other podcast. What? Is, and we we're like, who the hell is Parv? <laughs> like, we should know or something. I'm sorry, but we don't. So I don't know what that is. We still can't find him. I know, and I don't want to. And, I don't know who this is. But anyway, that's why we call it the WF. And yes, also, our friend Donnie. The other thing is, again, it go comes down to note-taking. It's so much easier it's to true. just type the WF champion or whatever. Why do you want to type two W's? I mean, they already got, it used to be WWWF. They knew. Yeah, even they knew it was too much. Even two W's is too much, in my opinion. See, but, that's one that we didn't, we didn't listen to the glossary, but sometimes we'll say, see, they know. <laughs> right. And you know what's even funnier is I like when we, this is something that kind of is an outgrowth of this, is yeah. when we call it the World Federation. Yeah, it's like, just dropping one of the W's. Yeah, exactly, or the Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for the glossary. I'm sure there's some other references that we missed, and if you have any questions on that, send them to Ogden, Utah. And we know what that <laughs> means now. Uh, but, you know what, let's just reflect for another couple minutes here. I just I want to say, for me personally, and then Quinn, you'll have the floor as well, that doing this now for four actual years, you know, we started in 2016, it has been more than I could have ever possibly imagined or suspected or planned. It has been wonderful to know that we're providing something that so many of you really do look forward to every single Monday. 
Some of you like it so much that you want the extra stuff and you support us, which is just truly unbelievable. And I really mean that. Thank you. I love doing this. That's the reason we're still doing it. I love, you know, getting uh, messages from you guys and clips like that where you just explain that it helps you through stuff. That's always the big one for me that I could have never planned on that. This helps people during hard times. And, you know, when people say it helps keep them sane or helps keep them happy, it's incredible because we were just having fun and we still are having fun. But it means a lot more to me now than it ever has to know that we're helping people in some weirdo, you know, way. It, thank you. Really, your support means a lot to me. Uh, it helps keep me going. You know, I do put a lot of work into this. I'm not going to lie. You know, I do a lot of, I do the editing. I do the, a lot of the ins and outs, the little things. Not that Quinn doesn't do anything. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm saying a lot of the nuts and bolts are, you know, me and I accept that responsibility, but it does help me keep going to be able to do this. So thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening. And yeah, please spread the word if you want to. Mm-hmm. We can't make you do anything and we're not going to track you down, but please spread the word and let people know that it is worth listening to. I think that people just, you know, they have a lot of podcasts out there. The big names have the big money and all that. It's easier for them to yeah. advertise. And I mean, that's that's how they, that's that's how how they do business. Yeah. And it's harder for a littler show like us to get noticed and to get, even to get people to click play is hard. I mean, I believe me, I try, yeah. I campaign on Twitter for us. And I mean, I think there's a lot to be said. Also, it's like every little accomplishment that this show makes is, is, is a big win because like you said, we don't have the backing of like a big podcast network. And we, you know, we joke about those kind of networks and stuff and make fun of them or whatever. But I mean, like they're a business. So yeah. And they should be run like one. They should be run with, of course. And they should have the audience of one. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell are they doing? And that's if, regardless of their show, because we're just talking about a marketing perspective. They should right. be reaching hundreds of thousands of people. That should That's just expected. Yeah, whether their show is good or not. Right, exactly. You know? But we think we have a good show that people would really like if they knew about it. Right. As far as my sentiments on the show, um, to me, this was just uh, something I wanted to do. I'm very grateful that you, first of all, wanted to... That you, <laughs> Finally. You try, that you gave it a shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I didn't think that you would want to do this, but I was like, if I could just get him to like, just do an episode, he'd be hooked. And I was. And and that's exactly what happened. It's just been fun. And I've met a lot of people, like a wrestling community that I didn't even know existed. Like I was on other wrestling boards and for years and years and I would go there, you know, generally it was just always complaining about the current product and stuff. And what I didn't imagine was that, you know, just talking about, I always got joy out of just talking about the older stuff. And what I didn't imagine is that so many people also got that joy and also like, it just, it brightened their day because it was a little more positive and you can make fun of it without really any consequences because it's what, it's like 30 year old content who gives a crap. Like, you know what I mean? And just, I just love that people like that. And I also like that we've, struck a community that also likes a lot of the same stuff like that us like old sitcoms and stuff sure. and it gives me also believe it or not sometimes if you see my post just on the boards sometimes i'm just like going looking at old stuff and i'm like oh the, the guys over there would think this is fun yeah. and i just like i'll post something about balky or some crap you <laughs> yeah, know what Roseanne. I mean? and, it, and it really you guys brighten up my day with stuff like that having like an outlet to talk to people about that and stuff yeah. and as far as just the show is concerned yeah it does give me purpose too it's something it's like a second job, but not. I right. don't know how else to explain it. Right. It's it's a lot of work. There's lot. Well, trust me. There's days where you don't want to do it, like because if it's every week, you know. But it always you hear the end product, and that's where you get the joy. You know, like some people don't listen to themselves. I do because I like to know how it came out. 
because I'm just one of those people, right? I like to see what I did. What is it at the end of going through the process, right? right so yeah. I like to listen to the whole show over again just to see how it turned out. Um, and I've always done that. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm really grateful for having this. I'm just grateful that it helps people and it, that it's a community for you guys to really sink your teeth into, explore things. Um, one of the aims of the show for me personally at the beginning was to be entertaining and educational. I like the concept yeah. that people could learn a thing or two about a piece of old wrestling that Maybe they never heard of like that's where the the concept of reviewing just the weirdest crap yeah, came up. It is like it's like that we don't know anything about it and you don't know anything about it. We're going to find out together what the hell happened. Well, that's hey, the thing. Know. We've never pretended to be experts or know right. things that we don't. Exactly. Well, we do know well. We know well, but that's mainly WWF and some WCW for the most yeah. part. We don't pretend to know and be historians and be better than you. Yeah, and I and it, I, it's really my hope that you know a lot of this content, some of the stuff that we do review, eventually all becomes available. Yeah, and and we yeah we do reviews that are just from YouTube. Also, it's really about that. It it, it kind of it all just comes from that that community, right? That community of like old tape traders and like finding weird stuff and talking about it and making fun of like the little things that are so goofy. Yeah, that's and, on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just, I'm just happy that that has an audience and people like it and you know, that there's people that even are turned on. Uh, like it's, it's my hope that there's people who don't even like, or not that they don't like wrestling, that they never really heard of this, this old stuff and that they can listen to our show, learn about things and go, Oh, that's why, for example, going back to the Roman Reigns and Samoan thing, that's why they say his family is, right. is in wrestling. And then they can find out about that on this show. Sure. You know, like the, just that kind of thing. They could watch a new thing and be like, who's that? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I can that? hear about it on OVP podcast. Hey. You know, like that kind of thing. That's all. Sure. And yeah. so it's just, it's been an honor. It's been great. And I really appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's very rewarding to do this. And I don't mean that financially. That's great and everything, but it's just rewarding to know that we have something coming out every Monday that you guys are looking forward to. So again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting us, whether it's been for a few episodes or since the very beginning. Thank you very, very much. And thank you, Quinn, for always being remarkably consistent each and every week. And thank you for all the editing. I mean, you guys really got to like, Joe is the workhorse here. It's okay. I can't he, do it without you. Yeah. He, he, he really does a great job. I, I, try to tell people like your editing is very good well thank and, like, you it, and it's not even just about oh he picked that clip in the right place it's the consistency <laughs> right it's the yeah. consistency it's the fact that you do that on every single show every single week and even all the like extra stuff like so like really thank you for that of course yep and you know what Quinn does is not as easy as it sounds because some, some of the time he doesn't even know what we're going to talk about and you know, he's able to just wing it on so many things and that's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, so big credit to Quinn and his gift of gab for, <laughs> to be able to just do what we do. Well, I, thank you. It wouldn't be the same if I was just talking to myself, you know, seriously. Right. No, well, this I, is, we, 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 that's, that should be in the glossary too. Garth. Garth. Garth yeah. is whenever one of us are yeah. on our own. <laughs> uh, but really... Thank you, guys. It, it makes us feel good to know that you you like listening to OVP. And just in case anyone's getting a little nervous, no, we're, next week, we're talking about more wrestling. It's episode 200, part two. That's right. We're going to be reviewing something very, very special. I don't want to spoil it for you, though, but rest assured, it will be an episode about wrestling. Yes. All of the festivities are now out of the way. 
Next week is wrestling, Quinn. We're talking about wrestling next week here. The wrestling. The wrestling. So follow us on Twitter if you need to, at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Join the group. If you want to support us and get extra stuff, it's on Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. Thank you guys so much for 200 episodes. We will be back next week for the sequel to this. We're going to be reviewing something. Until that time, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn, and we're out of here. See ya. Uh, first and foremost, <laughs> yes, I forget what I was going to say first. Uh, that's for the blooper reel. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the next segment. I know. I'm yeah. just, <laughs> that's all I'm here for. Just happily waiting for the next segment yep. over there. Look yep. at you, just all happy. I'll take a seltzer. I gotta. In read. the meantime, what am I trying to say? I'm first sorry. First and foremost, there's a Patreon or something. <laughs> this is usually when you say it. It was gonna be that. Yeah, I just forget what sentence I was gonna say. First sorry. and foremost, you can pay five dollars to watch Joe mess up the thing <laughs> on, on this thing. This is an advertisement right now that we're going to insert and put other places. Good. These are these are the kind of crap things you see on the live feed. That's on the live feed. Yes. Can we? Can you give a napkin or a tissue or something? I'm just I'm stuffed up. I need to close out. Single WF pay per view reviewed in order in the OV. If you want every fucking ass, sorry. Let me if you redo want this. every OVP. Let me redo ever. the whole thing. Quinn. Yes. You here? Oh, sorry. Holy I'll redo it. Let's go down to the fans and find out who drew number four. Let's turn it on. Let's turn on the volume this time. That would be good. Big jerp. 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 <laughs> Certified. Non-GMO. UFC. KFC. Tubes, Gork, Fluey. Big Bang Boom. Whatever. <laughs> Let me redo that. I forgot the Big Bang Boom. It's so exciting here. Bing bang boom tubes Tube. gore. Wait, what, what did you? What did I you, said tubes. Why did you say tubes? Uh, I have any boogers on my mustache? I don't think you have any boogers in your mustache. Oh, I know why. Is it working? It, Is it on? Two hundred episodes and I still forget to turn the volume on sometimes. Good, 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 good.